Surprise, motherfucker. This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. All right. So, look, uh, the homie Dom just tagged us in. We just got finished recording uh, the pod. Yeah. But the homie Dom tagged us in something from Artemis Gordon, and he makes um, a really valid question saying that, would you watch a movie about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. produced by the FBI and the U.S. government, the same very people that killed him? If you answer this no, then how can you trust One Night in Miami produced by Abe Klein Company Films? Have I not told y'all for years that it was Abe Klein, Sam's own manager, that had Sam killed in order to get his empire? An empire that had amassed a roster of all first ballot Holland famers, Sam, um, Sonny and Cher, Lou Rawls, the Rolling Stone, Bobby Womack, the Womack Brothers, Johnny Taylor, just to name a few. For those of you who saw the film, Abe was the white man kissing Sam's ass, telling him everything was okay, and then Sam kicked him out of his dressing room. That was a setup for some of y'all that was designed to make you sympathetic towards Abe and place him in your mind that Sam was a monster, slick right. And he went on to say, um, it's a very long post. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm going yeah. to forward it in the, uh, the This Week in Culture Yeah, page. go check out uh, This Week in Culture, and we'll we'll have that in the story um, from Artemis Gordon. But that's what I alluded to on the pod that we just recorded, uh, the, the shadiness around Sam being murdered, right? So his manager, Abe, Jewish dude, nah, 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 but Sam owned his own shit, owned his master's, owned his publishing. Sam gets killed. Your manager now owns your master's in your publishing. Abe Klein owned Sam's master's in publishing up until he died. And the master's in publishing for all them artists that we just named. Lou Rawls, Sonny and Cher, the Womack Brothers, the, the Beatles covers that happened. And now Abe Klein Jr. is who runs Abe Klein Company, which produced One Night in Miami. So it is a very odd tie-in. Yeah. but Because um, I had I know nothing yeah, about Sam yeah. Cooke. Um, his his death or anything of that nature until you know roughly a, a few days ago. I yeah. just never it never yeah. and that again that that surrounding his death like yo so they they were said to have gotten into it really badly about Abe wanting to buy Sam's masters and like basically like yo I can do this for you I can do more with your shit like give me the publishing give me more da 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 no nigga and then a week later Sam's dead and now Abe owns all the shit. So it, it it was a lot around that, um, and uh, but he he went on to say that he historic he like historical facts the whole yeah. nine yards. Then my question was, or my statement was kind of like, I get that, and I'm with you. We we kind of echoed yeah. that that sentiment on the on the, at the beginning, but like, yo, this movie was based off a play. Yeah, this is based off of Kent Powers' play, um, and Kent Powers is the screenwriter for the film, um, so. In addition to my play, I also wrote the dialogue that's happening in this movie. Just as some creative, sorry. So my affection for for Malcolm is noted. So let's just say you have a really strong affection for MLK. Yep. And yep. they, we alluded to it on the last episode about the the a different world. So what if like yo know, and what you think they he would have said? Let's 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 reenact it out. And what yeah. if we we recorded on the pod and it was really good? We're like, well, fuck, it, let's make this a movie. Yeah, I'm not trying to make it historically accurate. Yeah, I'm just trying to I make just it have entertaining. This conversation, whatever. Man. Yeah, Granted, and I want to tell you my thoughts. Like I can think about what happened in that moment. Yeah, hey. um, I understand because 
literally that's the very first thing I said when we started this pod was yeah. that's why we both were apprehensive about because, watching it because yeah. we know people watch television and be thinking like yo this, this really true. happened this is how it went now me not knowing about the murder of Sam Cooke and how yeah. shady it sounds and looks and then this nigga being a part of the people who brung it yeah that's a little funky it make you look at it wild right that, that's a little funky and here's the thing and yo, you put yourself in the movie Fam Or your father Yeah You put your father in the movie Yeah And And it's like yo If y'all wanna sing these songs In this film You have to come to me And guess what You come to me How about this We'll produce the shit We'll put the money up We'll, we'll get you in front of Amazon With this shit Not that Regina King Couldn't have put Something together To get this shit produced anyway But It's just It all make you look at it A little funny dog So again if you look around, man, I've seen conversations from uh, some Nation of Islam members. I've seen conversations just from some older black historians who I know that have all been like, yo, I wasn't feeling the movie. Like, I respect Regina King. I respect Kemp Powers. Wasn't, wasn't really feeling the movie. It was some stuff in there that I personally couldn't look over because I don't like how of, it was depicted. That's one of those things was like, when it's something that's so near and dear to the yeah. culture and, and to the fabric of quote unquote yeah. black people, is that something that you that you have an obligation to get right? Yeah. Like, do you? I mean, even though that it's a cool thought that y'all have an yeah. idea, like, yo, what if what if, if this is what I think would have happened if it yeah. happened? But should you put that out knowing what it could possibly do? You know, as well, um, kind of going back to the Who Killed Malcolm X documentary. Dog ain't get no smoke from nobody, even in the dock where he going up to these, you know, nation members asking them shit that we know they ain't want to answer. He was going up to them with facts. You might not want to talk about it, and that's cool. I can't force you to, but you ain't coming at me telling me I was wrong. Well, there's a new book that was released uh. called um, The Book of Khaled. Mm. And it's about oh, Khaled Muhammad. Khaled Muhammad. And um, somebody from the nation tried to dispute it, but it's a book of facts. Yeah, and uh, not a nation got a allegedly got you got a nobody speaks on this yet. Mm. Going out, and that's hey man, it's it's kind of like all right. Do you want us to come with all historically accurate facts, or do you want us to? Get people to learn about a thing that happened, but like make it entertaining so much that if they want to learn for real what happened, they can go look it up. You can research it. Let me ask you how you feel about this. Your honest to God answer. Okay. What if somebody wrote a story about your pop's car accident? Okay. And your pops is gone, your mom like you're gone. Shit, yeah, this is this is in yeah. the future. Um, you know very intently what happens goes on inside of your house. Uh-huh. If a nigga just made some shit up and put that bitch out there and niggas not distinct. And it may maybe hey. make your dad look not in the best light. Yeah. I'm furious. I'm furious. Um and do they do they have a right to, to think about what could possibly happen? Yeah. Yes, they yeah. can. But I don't know on, on some responsibility shit like yeah. and in in the scenario I just gave you, it'll be upsetting to you and your family. Yeah. But me releasing this could be upset into 
a large percentages yeah. of population. Yeah. Hey, if the Nation of Islam sees the couple of scenes in here where they're talking about uh, Louis X and where they're talking about Elijah Muhammad, and they say, I don't like how they w- were portrayed in the little, you know, minute of screen time that they got. I can't be mad that they mad. Dog. <laughs> like, what if they be like, yo, Sam Cooke would have never let nobody talk to him this way. Man. Or Sam Cooke don't even feel this way. Yeah. Or Malcolm family be like, yo, my dad didn't care about no music, no yeah. shit like that. He wanted niggas out there give me the money yeah. so I can go out and do that because everybody not the best spokesman. What if, yeah. Like, what if, like, or shit, if, uh, if Jim Brown came out and said, nigga, I was in that room for five minutes. They ain't had no hoes. I did. It's just uh, because Jim Brown the only one who could really come out and tell you. Like, nigga, you seen this shit, right? Yeah. And what's so funny, I I, I came across last year, it was called NFL 64 or some shit. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And um, they took Jim Brown to that same hotel room. Yep. He got out the car with the walker and shit. He was in there with uh, um, Regina King or whatever. He ain't say shit about the conversation. Yeah. But he was like, I didn't know at the time that this 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 room would be this important. It was just yeah. it was just a room. Everybody been here. This the this was only the one of the the black spaces that we can come. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like and they even in the film, it, it was a small part, but it was an important part. Um, they were talking about Hollywood, because right now they in Miami and they like, nigga Hollywood. They was like, L. A. Los Angeles is such a beautiful place for us. Just Sam Cook talking, and they go, man, we can't go to Beverly Hills though. He was like, we don't need Beverly Hills. We got our own black Beverly Hills, Baldwin Hills, and he was like. Baldwin Hills is, is beautiful. It's sunny. You see the sunshine and palm trees. It looked way better than here in Overtown at this motel. And we got the better view. And we got the better view. So now what? And and it's wild because if Jim Brown came out and said, yo, the reason I didn't know this room would be that important because I don't know what they talked about after I left. <laughs> like I got up and tipped. That could also be a reason why because Jim Brown went to Hollywood. Went to Hollywood. They could have had that conversation, and Jim Brown could have bust up. He could have been like, "Man, look, this ain't for me. I don't, y'all ain't here talking this, this real shit. I'm ready to go. I got something on the floor tonight. Hey, I'm out. I'm I'm Jim Brown in Miami. We out. Like, I like non-black women too. <laughs> I'm in Miami where it's where Kel was. Hey, talk about it. So yeah, man, I'm. I, I get people who might be a bit upset at the inaccuracies of the film, but I'm also always on the side of allow creators to create. Man. I This is the caveat that I would like. Yeah. Because in the beginning of the movie, it said inspired by true events. Inspired. That's not good enough. Yeah. What you would like to see on that? Because that's like saying based on a true story. When yeah. they can see based yep. on a true story, that they means believe it. this is the true story. They believe it. This no, is what we should say, on. hey, um, this is an account. This is a. It would if it was a black screen, like no one knows the what yeah. happened on this night. This is one person's mm. would have, should have, could have, yeah, possible. One person's reimagination of this what is happened. One person's yeah. imagination of what could possibly have happened. Yeah. That on a black screen takes about three seconds, and it changes everything. Yeah, no one gets the opportunity to be like, "Oh, I thought that was real." It gives it a tone. Yeah, it gives it a tone. Um, because that's what's missing is the tone, right? Like, I it's when you say inspired by true events, and then you go into a film that was this heavy. I didn't forgot that this is inspired by true events. If I'm the average film watcher, yeah, I forgot the shit was in the beginning though. Yeah, yeah, 
Like that, that no longer resonates with me by the end of this. Cause if you started with inspired by true events and then you ended with that strong ass Malcolm quote. And you should have hit it with an inspired by true events again, mm. just so we clear. Cause I was in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, when I hit the stop, start button, you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. Yeah. Ah, great fucking film, man. But Hey, uh, welcome back ladies and gentlemen. If you have not listened to our episode about, one night in Miami. Go check that out. Episode 142 available now. Um, and yeah, man, this your man, Ant Wood, aka Trinidad, and aka one half of the culture. I got my host with me, Jay. What up? What up, though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka Dr. Jumar uh Johnson. And this week in culture, we are here to just kick the shit, man. Um, the last couple of episodes, we really wanted to make sure that we focused on the content we were given. We ain't want to surround it with. I know y'all been sending voice notes and Blackberry letters and a whole bunch of other stuff. We wanted to make sure that we gave One Night in Miami and American Skin room to breathe. Right. We wanted them to have room to exist on their own. Yes. Um, And, you know, films that are of that nature. We want to make sure that they're given for the casuals too yeah yeah right? yeah and casuals and new listeners uh we drop a three-hour podcast every week um but it ain't three hours on the topic the first hour is us doing what we do right? yeah yeah so if you're not used to that that may be a foreign like what's what's going on here yeah. i thought this was a so you know what those those major things we like to and hey kudos to us because we actually popped out on the uh American Skin Pod and still gave them three hours yeah. with no hour up front. And shout out to that podcast amazing, American Skin uh, Twitter account for retweeting. Hey, shout and out to then the OG himself, Nate Parker, who even came, liked, and commented, and commented. On, the, on the Instagram post. Yeah, man. Nah, we, we really appreciate that. Um, and salute to everybody who reposted our repost of his comics. We got a lot of that too, man. Yeah, like, a, I want to, I want to talk to him. Yeah, I, I would love to set some up. And here's the thing, man. We can get on the twitters. We can get on the on the gram. I'm not afraid to go ahead and message him, dog. I've I've said it a million times. I hit up um, uh, Mara Braca Kill probably twice a month. Just to ask her, like, yo, what you doing with love is? Can, like, I, can I buy it, my Can nigga? I find it anywhere? Like, please, I would actually love to purchase that. Um, but y'all back together, could you just bring it back? Yeah, like, I'm not mad at you and Salim. Y'all do what y'all want. I'm not in other people's marriage. But I, I would love to watch season one of that show again because it was awesome. And I really enjoyed it. And it gave me and Jay a hell of a... Uh, a pod two-part pod man and we were really preparing to do that to season two we was like oh we gonna get the weeklies it started a three no. pod in real life real life because we broke first. that down in an hour and a half each and didn't know we could have just did one long combo on them dog um but anyway yeah man we got a lot to get to we got a lot of conversations we gonna have um i, I got some stuff i want to ask jay about that i know pissed him off this week we just got some shit to get into, man. Uh, first things first. Again, salute to all the listeners, all the supporters, everybody who rocking with us, everybody who who shows us love on these platforms. We really appreciate you and all ninety eight percent of y'all that listen to this pod from hour one to hour three. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, let's start right off with something that I know is near and well, someone who I know is near and dear to you. Your man Dave Chappelle got the COVID. Yeah, I think he got it from um from the whites. He got it from uh from uh Joe Rogan and them. Nah, they say Elon Musk 
wife came through with it. Ah, uh, because it was because she had tested positive, and then they had that little event at Dave Chappelle's spot like a week later. Because I mean, he was a he was in a picture with. Elon Musk, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Because, like, a couple months ago, about a month or two ago, Donnell Rawlins was on Joe yeah. um, Rogan podcast, and, and um, Dave Chappelle popped up. Mm-hmm. And he was on there for about, I don't know, 30, 35 minutes. He was like, um, I want to do a full show. Yeah. And he was like, well, after the inauguration, I'll come and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do it, whatever. Yeah. So he had a bunch of shows set up in, in, in Texas or whatever, but popped up with the cold yeah if oh, Elon and then, Musk is responsible God bless uh, Dave Chappelle and everything's gonna work out well, for him uh, but if, if Elon Musk is responsible um, fuck Tesla so look forever here's here's where shit gets funky this was the uh, the rumor online but they said Dave was responsible the party he had where all them came or whatever they said Dave was responsible everybody had to take a test before they came said the only two people he didn't test was Elon and his wife because she had just tested positive about a week and a half prior so they said oh we don't need to retest stay fine they said them was the only two people at the party who didn't get tested like Dave been doing these shows for for all summer the The whole time and been safe the Knicks side have done like 120 COVID tests like if anybody's safe I'm I'm safe. safe yeah and then they said those were literally the only two people who came in there untested. And now he positive. White, the white man bringing his diseases to so the So, yeah, if you, if you got a Tesla, man, fuck off. We don't like you. Y'all ain't got Dave, dog. Y'all better not try to take Dave out of here. look at their stock right now. Hold on. No, nah, they shit should be down if y'all niggas is really with the smoke. But I know y'all now. Y'all ain't about that shit. Y'all ain't got no Tesla neither, but whatever. It's down a whopping nine cents. See? Y'all ain't with the smoke, man. Oh, um, before we get further into the bullshit, rest in peace to Hank Aaron, man. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> yes, uh, rest, rest in, in peace, peace to, Hank, to Aaron. Hank Aaron, man. It's uh, interesting that we talking about COVID. Yeah, that's what literally drew me here. Yo, that's a wild set of circumstances. It's just a while. So a week prior to Hank Aaron passing, and again, um, rest in peace to the legend. He passed uh, a couple of days ago on the 22nd. I think that was, what, Friday? Look at um, this shit. Also, on ESPN, on January the 5th, yep. Hank Aaron gets COVID-19 vaccine to send a message. And then the 20th or 21st, 11:13 a.m., he passed away. Yeah. And this article on ESPN does not say anything about his cause of death. Yeah. When does that ever happen? Yeah. When does a famous person pass and no one mentions the cause of death or, well, he was sick. He was this. He was that. He was. Yeah. And here's the other wild part about it that you got to throw in there. Hank Aaron was 86 years old. Don't yes, he took a COVID uh, vaccine a couple weeks prior to passing. I have no idea what Hank Aaron's health conditions were at 86. Were they it's impacted by this vaccine? Potentially. Well, vaccine Was he absolutely a healthy 86-year-old? Potentially. I don't know. It's a wild. Uh, but it's just a wild two weeks to have that vaccine and then two weeks later yeah. it's, you die. It's, it's some concerns with very young and very old people taking it. Yeah, because it does have certain yeah, side and effects. that's the the one of the biggest concerns the Moderna is Moderna one is the one he took. Yeah, um, and now is some concerns with the Pfizer one because they said, "Yo, it's been like twenty two deaths linked to people who took the Pfizer one." <laughs> I don't know if that number is accurate. I don't know if any of this shit is accurate. All I know is 
and don't take vaccines. That's why y'all got to leave people alone when they make a decision not to take it. Yeah. Almost having lightweight arguments with niggas online. It was like, listen, and people basically like, if you're anti-vaxxer, you're stupid, uh, you're jumping on a bandwagon and this and this. And I was just simply said, listen, fam, one of my white counterparts at work, the job I used to work at, yeah, I one hundred percent remember him coming in on one Monday morning and him and he not being normal, right? Yeah. He was, you can tell something. I was like, "What's up?" And he took his his child uh-huh. to the doctor to get a vaccine, and the baby stopped talking. Wow! And then a little bit later on, I found out, and we in Toastmasters, so okay. he did a whole little speech about it. And his baby is had autism, and then he broke down. This is before this was a yeah, a, yeah. a thing. Then he broke down the number of vaccines, um, and then the number from like when he took when he was a kid. Like I blowed up the vaccines like in the in the mid eighties. Yeah, uh, there was like seven to nine that I would have taken because I was vaccinated as a child. Yeah, you know what the number is currently? Twenty seven. Wow. So everybody be like, "Well, I got vaccinated, nigga. Did you take twenty seven? Yeah. Because if you didn't, are you about to go get re-upped? Right. So I'm not saying that be, just because you get a vaccine and your child is that about to it get directly killed you or killed your child. Blah. Yeah. What I'm saying is there are real life people who have valid concerns and fears over insert vaccine here. Not yeah. every single vaccine, but the quote unquote anti-vaxxers, they have valid reasons. And it's, 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 it's fucked up. And I see people and I saw it online. It was like, well, your son or your daughter already had it. And yeah. fam, how you gonna tell somebody who looks at their little infant baby all day, every day, and knows them, and they take them to get a test, and then they stop talking? Mm-hmm. How do you tell somebody? No, nah, they been had it. You just didn't notice it. Yeah, I'm not in that business. It's kind of a wild correlation. I'm not in that business. Correlation does not mean yeah. causation. But to think that everybody who was a quote unquote anti vaxxer is just paranoid and crazy and doing it because they saw something online that's not the case some people have valid concerns here's the thing ant's not an anti-vaxxer i have no problem with people i've saluted everybody i got so many doctor and medical professional friends who have taken that vaccine and i'm like yo salute you applaud it i got friends who are like yo i'm taking this my whole family's doing it because i don't want my kids to get sick my kids the state i live in school's been open the whole time nigga i don't want salute I'm I don't want it. not taking it. But guess what? I take my COVID tests, take them bitches twice a month. Ain't took a rapid test yet. I want the full boy. Hey, look at it, this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, look at this. Oh, shit. This is wild. Atlanta about to be gone crazy. So Beijing tests for COVID-19. Oh, my God. Using anal swabs where <laughs> virus may survive longer. Experts say <laughs> the accurate in detecting the virus than other measures. Yo, I'm a straight. I'm I'm a pass on the on the on the COVID Yo, test. If that's how if the, they doing the COVID booty test, dog. That's no. Yo, I, I've literally had this question since I was a child, and I first saw this happen on like a a movie or a TV show or something I was watching. Why do they do the one temperature test test in the booty, like where they check your temp? Why they don't give you the under the tongue or the forehead joint like every other time? Like, why is that a thing? I don't know. Where they do it on the butt. Like, I never, I remember <laughs> asking my mom, like, COVID test me. It was like, yeah, I'm about to check your temperature. Turn over. And I was like, mom, why they do that? 
Like, oh, why don't you just put the thermometer under the boy tongue like I do every time? Any shit, of like, that. Like, you don't have to go up my butt, and I definitely don't fam, want the COVID butt test. I've been, <laughs> yo, I just caught Jason and Lynn. I'm about to go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Them niggas like, fuck it. We out here, nigga. Them niggas like, oh, clubs back open. <laughs> <laughs> Them niggas went from, uh, we ain't closing shit to this is the most COVID tested <laughs> place in the country, nigga. <laughs> niggas is at an all time high. Oh shit! Oh shit! Atlanta COVID test spike <laughs> as, as anal swab. <laughs> oh shit! Yo, nah, niggas is wild. Oh fuck! Scary, Scary fucking, fucking time. Oh my gosh, that was great. Uh, oh shit! All right, how do we get to? I'm not taking no COVID <laughs> test. Oh, fuck that shit. <laughs> Ah. Oh, Yo, shit. all right. If the nasal swab becomes the middle COVID test, if you got <laughs> rapid nasal anal, <laughs> give gonna, me the nasal. Yo, talk. that's gonna be a totally different. Uh, safe sex means something different now. <laughs> <laughs> Take it up the ass, save a life. Shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, COVID at we all just, time. We just got low. our first uh, title contender for the episode. T I U T A. Oh my god! Oh shit! Oh fuck! All right, what else we got going on? That was fucking funny. All right, Dave Chappelle with the COVID. Um, can you imagine the memes? You know how they do like they they do the little thing with they they have a one person coughing without a mask on. Uh huh. With the anal uh, COVID test, them memes is going to be crazy. <laughs> the graphics on that shit is going to be crazy. <laughs> What's going to be funny is when they do the anal COVID test and find out you got mad at the shit. <laughs> like, like, you ain't got COVID, but there's a house in Virginia here, nigga. <laughs> Atlanta real estate. Atlanta, like I didn't know you can buy a house in Virginia in Atlanta. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. Google a house in Virginia. Y'all get it. Y'all get it. Um. Hey, shout out to Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. Hey, that's my literally my second home, man. I love it there. But fuck, that was funny, dog. Oh man. Um. It was controversy around the salt and pepper doc. Did you see that shit? They played Spinderella like hard. It was the actual movie? Yeah. It so came Lifetime on? did a, uh, or I'm sorry, I didn't mean documentary. Lifetime did the Lifetime salt and pepper movie yesterday. And oh. uh, Spinderella tweeted this. Back when salt and pepper was building our legacy, which is rooted in empowering women, I could have never dreamed that this same group would one day disempower me. Words cannot fully express my disappointment when I learned a decision was made to move forward with the Lifetime biopic that wrongfully excluded me from every aspect of development and production, all the while using my image throughout. Oh, given that I played an integral role in the group's story and success, there's nothing more unacceptable than a woman being silenced by other women. It is for this reason I will not be supporting it. I get it now. Yeah. I saw somebody a tweet or a post that said, "Can you picture a Run DMC um, biopic, biopic without no Jam Master J. J?" Yep, I didn't know what that meant. Yep, because I didn't know this movie. And that, came I'm out. glad you brought that up because that was gonna be my parallel. I saw that same thing. It was like I didn't know what that damn, meant. That really, yeah. So they made the biopic, 
They had Spinderella in the biopic. They didn't use her for anything. She got no production credit, wasn't involved in it, wasn't involved in her character, nothing. It was all salt and pepper. They created it with Lifetime. Spinderella wasn't involved at all. Shane being paid for it. Was she in the in the in the pick? They have her portrayed in the movie. Her likeness is in the film. Throughout the film, like after obviously after they got like popping when they I thought that meant like they just act like she wasn't there. No, no. Like she they literally have her (laughs) in the movie. Like on stage, them rapping, no DJ. Like just music playing. (laughs) Yeah, her likeness is used in the movie. And she was uninvolved I mean, at I heard all. They was beefing and shit, but yeah. Shit. And so it was funny. I saw a little clip from a, a virtual like Zoom or Skype interview that Salt did, and Salt gave the most "We know we guilty of some bullshit" response. They asked her like, "Yo, you know, happened with that Spinderella thing with the biopic?" Salt was like, "Um, yeah, you know, uh, there are certain things going on that um, you know, certain people know uh, are going on. So what I'm gonna do? Uh, I'm gonna let legal tell everybody what's going on, nigga." <laughs> and it was like. Everybody in the comments was like, so she ain't say shit. I'm like, like, nah, no comment. That's it. That's it. All that back. If you say no comment, it's almost like you standing on it. At the very least, like, nah, no comment. At the very least, if you say no comment, you don't sound stupid. And you don't sound guilty. Facts. And she sounded real guilty and like she knew she did some bullshit. Hey, yo, speaking of Atlanta, uh, because I know this is going rampant in Atlanta, uh, you know Jose Sanchez? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the game? Yeah, yep. So he got a post. He said, black celebrities, restaurant, club, hookah, and strip club owners, etc. Wake the fuck up. Mm. Stop leading your people to slaughter at the hands of this virus to gain profit and service of your ego. You are facilitating mass extinction in your own communities. This must stop. The audacity of some of y'all celebs, influencers, and artists posting Black Lives Matter Meanwhile, you're leading your people to the slaughter. Also, you can make a few bucks and hear people scream your name and praise you. Mm. Accountability lies beyond governors and governments when it comes to protecting our people. We must be responsible for our health and family safety. Mass extinction from super spreader events is at the hands of our own people. Stop this madness. Protect us and stay your ass inside. Mm. To the patrons of these places these quote-unquote celebrities hosting those events don't give two shits about you or your family they are only there to make money spread the virus feed their egos and go back to their mansions with premium health care this is a trap it's a hell of a statement um that's a hell of a statement um and it kind of it calls out the slight hypocrisy that exists with some people, right? Like everybody who get on there, yo, government conspiracy, this virus is a conspiracy. I don't trust science. I don't trust government. I don't trust shit. They telling y'all that or not, but that same government you don't trust is also telling you a February 1st, Detroit opening back up or Michigan opening back up. You can go to the restaurants again. It's safe. Go. And guess what? Everybody running though. And it's like, yo, you run into the same shit. They told you wasn't safe. Now magically nothing's changed. Nothing different is happening, but now they're telling you, all right, it's okay to go, it's better. And y'all niggas is running through that door. Well, Michigan Michigan has opened and reclosed two different times. We about to have the third one. Third reopen, rather. Fam, both times, number spike. Nobody cared. Niggas went out. 
They went out. They went crazy. They clubbed. They was at the fuck over the summer. They was at the Del Mar. And hey, salute to them brothers. Y'all got to throw y'all parties and do all that. That's how y'all make y'all money. Y'all promoters. I get that. Nigga, you don't have to bring out super soakers and squirt bitches in the mouth. Like, it's just like certain shit. Like, all right, man. Like, if they say, yo, we don't mind opening up Target again, just as an example. Not that Target's been closed, but we don't mind opening up Target again. But if you want to go to Target, you got to wear a mask. That's all we ask. You can go to Target. Well, federally mandated now. Hey, but they had to because when they left it to the state and even some cases to the business, niggas wasn't adhering to it. So now, all right, fam, we told y'all we could literally reopen the world, but we might ask you to wear a mask. That might be the only thing we ask you to do, wear a mask, and maybe ask the business to keep capacity at a certain level. Yeah. Businesses weren't doing that, and people weren't wearing masks. So you know what? Now we got to federally mandate it. Now we're going to make it to where it's illegal if you don't do that shit. And now them same conspiracy theorists, and I ain't, ain't including you in that because you're a conspiracy realist, them same theorists are going to come back and it tell you conspiracy both ways. It can, and that's the thing. Them same theorists <laughs> going to come back and say, yo, nigga, we told y'all like they was going to make this illegal. Well, bitch, they ain't make it illegal till you stop wearing it. it. It's like, yo, is it a conspiracy that the virus is fake or is it a conspiracy that it's real? Because it can't be both. Yeah. Yeah. It's either they made the virus and they giving it to you or it's fake and they make it. Like, if, they, if, they, yeah. if, they, if it's a conspiracy that they made the virus and they put it out there, then you should probably put the mask on to yeah. protect yourself from it. And then if they telling you, yo, putting the mask on don't prevent nothing, then my nigga, that mean you believe the virus is really out there. And if you believe the virus is out there and the mask ain't preventing nothing, and you think they put this shit in the air to pollute all of us, Stay why up. the fuck are you going outside so much, dog? I just don't get the the... Differences, man. But this about um, yeah, Jose Chanchez. His last name is Chanchez, which bothers me. It really because I can't say that. That's not a word, nigga. B Sanchez. But he made a great point. Made a great point. Hey, these motherfuckers don't give a fuck about you. They don't care. Them niggas trying to. And I understand, like nigga, I got a club, mm-hmm. and the bills is like I got. I got to make money. I have to keep my business open. I get it. Here's the I thing. I get it. The studio can't be closed. Business owners but um, have to do what they have to do. I'm going to wear my mask until I close the door and y'all, and y'all in that studio. Yeah. And y'all can take your mask off y'all while go y'all crazy. close the door. And then I'll put my little shit back on, walk in, let y'all get out there. I'll clean everything yeah. down. But when I walk in this bitch, I'm going to have my mask on. And here's the thing, too. Here's and what I want. You are, too, because it's in the building. I know earlier we we had a conversation about anti-vaxxers. I want to talk to anti-maskers. Mm-hmm. Um, stop asking me why I still have my mask on when I'm around you. Because, nigga, you don't. And that's half my problem. Yeah. I haven't been. I've been around Jay this whole time. We ain't stopped recording, my nigga, ever. Not at one point. We've been up here. When this shit was at its height, we was at Jay Crib. Like, nigga, we never going to stop the culture. I know what me and him doing. I also know his best friend and my good friend will give us the fucking nasal test 10 times a week if we need that motherfucking dog. And salute to her. I ain't going to say her name. She fucking want to lose her job for giving me that test the last time in the stairwell <laughs> on the side of the building. <laughs> I walked in like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> she looked like the purge in that motherfucker. But, uh, but guess what? We still pull up this bitch every week with our fucking mask and, on. And guess what? We walk in here every week with our mask on and negative tests. And then as soon as we finish recording mask on right back on across from the table from me literally uh but as soon as at angled 
Yeah. <laughs> like, as soon as we walk out this bitch, we put the fucking mask the on. The mask go right back up. And and I feel like if nothing else, you got to respect how niggas is doing. So if you don't want to wear your mask, you live your life the way you want. Just like I ain't going to tell a, a person taking a vaccine not to take it. So what do you think we should do about hookah spots? Does the government come hookah in? Hookah spots should have been closed in 2011. Like <laughs> that's my thought. So like if you own a hookah spot as a business, I understand yeah. you not wanting to close your business because yep. it makes money. So should it, so so for places who can't socially distance uh-huh. or the 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 actual act of your 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 establishment causes you to blow air and yeah. blow smoke and you, and blow COVID, should the government step in and do something special for those? Because off top though, look at what we have in the world we have places where you can literally go inside a building and smoke and blow it all around that shit is but you can't do that with cigarettes and that shit is more hookah's dangerous. more dangerous than cigarettes and will kill you faster than a cigarette why the fuck is that even legal oh because we seen that they was doing it over in free other will. countries man we hey i say it every week america too free dog um but to your point about what should we do about the hookah spot i feel like yo if y'all aren't gonna make them illegal which clearly y'all aren't because it's money in it um shit nigga i don't know create a fucking dome the way y'all created it for these restaurants like somebody gotta figure out like a way to like ventilate this situation but make it where you can social distance yeah four of y'all up to four of y'all can come in this hookah club and smoke but you got to do it in this little dome or this little private room or whatever the fuck where you not blowing your damn COVID smoke your, all over the And your COVID smoke go outside. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Like, your shit go that way and them down there, they smoke, they shit go out that vent. It got to be a way to do it where it's safe because, fam, half the fucking Atlanta, Atlanta is one big hookah spot. That's all niggas do down there. They love hookah down there. Never. Hookah brand new in Atlanta, dog. I don't know why that shit is so popping down there, but they love it and they have so many venues where that shit takes place. You know why? Hooker hmm. is so so popular. A lot of people are scared to smoke weed. Facts. Um, it's too quote unquote risque for them, but yeah. they, but it looks so cool when they be blowing the smoke. Ooh, y'all love blowing the smoke and grabbing that little pipe. Y'all so, be looking gay grabbing that pipe. Facts. FYI. But so they gonna go in there and blow they smoke. They not they not like risky enough, risque enough to smoke weed and actual weed. But yeah. they gonna do it because they now they can live out their fantasies and they rap music videos and blow that smoke. Mm-hmm. Cause like if it's if it's just a taste like. Go buy air freshener, cause yeah, your, your car smell fruity. Like what? What is? I don't get it. Yeah, I I'm just not really. Again, as a nigga who smoked weed, as a nigga who eats an edible like damn near daily, um, now, and that's for medical reasons. So y'all don't go. No, do I that. say that, and uh, I'm probably yeah. gonna buy a hooker for the crib for the house, but uh, it's not. For, and that's, <laughs> so there's the other part of it, it's right? Not, it's not for. That's me. the thing. Literally, what I was getting to. Not one of us really gives a fuck about smoking a hookah. Not at all. But the reason that niggas smoke hookah is for the hoes. It's for the hoes. It ain't for nothing else. There's no other reason for a nigga to have a bubblegum flavored smoke blowing it. through his crib, nigga. Like, it's by a bong. Nigga, and niggas don't weed. even know how to fucking load up a bong. These niggas ain't really smoking. I mean, at this point, just smoke weed. It's good yeah. for you. And it won't Better. murder your lungs the way this hookah about to. But I don't smoke weed. And yeah. I don't smoke hookah, so... Yeah, I don't smoke shit no more. Give me my edible. I'm good to go. But um, yeah, man. Uh, y'all be safe down there in Atlanta. And then to to Hosea Sanchez's point, um, again back to the conspiracies. Black people, we swear that all this shit is to take us down. But boy, we run out there when they say, "All right, doors open." Listen, doors open. Y'all can go now. Black people, as if you don't know this already. 
No one is coming to save you. Facts. You must save yourself. Facts. And you don't, you don't look like you're saving yourself right now. No, no. But here's the thing, though. What we're going to do, and this is why we never save ourselves, same thing that happens with all this shit um, that affects black people. What we're going to do is argue about it. We're going to argue about it. You're going to be on one side, I'm going to be on the other side, and we just going to argue about shit. Yo, nigga, I'm a, I literally have two friends who will tell you out their mouth directly, this is the quote, I can't get COVID. Okay. Because I don't believe in it. I don't think that it's not real, which is an oxymoron. Um, not It's not that I don't think it's real. I know it's real, but I can't get it because I don't believe it can get me. I don't believe in it. That's not my energy. I got two friends who have said that to me, that they energy won't allow COVID to get them. And I said, yo, it might not. Maybe it won't. But boy, if it get on you and then it get on your kids, whoo, you're going to be mad. Boy, if it get on you and then get on your mama, whoo, you're going to be mad. You're going to hate that COVID then, but right now you you won't allow COVID to, I'm t- okay, okay. Followers in the herd running over the cliff. Hey, man, you know what's funny, too? When, when again, the theorists, not the realists, the theorists, when they'll call niggas sheep, but they be following other theorists. <laughs> My nigga, that's sheep behavior. Come on, cuz. Come on, cuz. What you doing? Like, you literally... No facts, no nothing. All emotion. You taking what another nigga told you that aligns with your beliefs yeah. and following them and then calling another nigga sheep. How dare you? Or switch up to your confirmation bias because now that somebody said it, I'm about to go look for all information that'll help me yeah. qualify the statement. Yeah, you only true. searching for shit that qualifies what they said. You yeah. ain't searching for the other shit that exists that disputes it. Man, I say it all the time. You can be a sheep, uh, a sheep for good or a sheep for evil, but a sheep is a sheep. Facts, facts. What else we got going on in the world? Hey, man, Jay posted some shit this week that I know you talked about and you posted about, but God damn it, this shit is funny and we're going to bring it to the culture. What I do, what I do? Motherfucking George W. Bush oh and Michelle God. Obama. T- oh <laughs> Yo, I had to bring, I could not wait to get in the studio and talk to you on this spot. Hey, go ahead, man. Hey, man. Hold on, let me pull up Jay's comments because my boy was not happy. Um, I so, did a whole segment um, on the pod. Shop talk. Um, Please go listen. <laughs> I, I even got theme music uh, for the segment. Huh. That's, how, that's how angry I was. Uh, I'm gonna just play. The, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna play the theme music. Okay. Of course, I didn't. Uh, oh, you ain't <laughs> plug up. Oh, you had just unplugged it. <laughs> hey, well, look. While he brings that up, I'm gonna give y'all the background, man. So, uh, as we know, um, President Biden was sworn in last week. <laughs> And during that, uh, we saw a lot of memes from the inauguration. Uh, one of them being a lot of Bernie memes, which salute to the internet. That's when the internet gets it right. Yeah. Um, but a lot of memes about get you a man that looks at you the same way George Bush looks at Michelle Obama. Jay wasn't feeling that. All you niggas. Oh, Lord have mercy. Another coon. Damn coons. I got to do a coon analysis and a coon screening. It only takes a little bit of white brainwash to activate the coon chip in the average Negro. Boy, I cannot stand you niggas. Because <laughs> we're not going to act like the reason that a lot of y'all didn't like Kanye West was because he stood up there and said George Bush don't care about black people. Cause y'all say we want that old Kanye back. Ain't that the ain't that the saying? We want that old Kanye back. But y'all are sitting up here and and smile and laugh and kiki and make little memes about. You know, a girl told me 
Cause she was posting that shit And I was mm. like This shit is embarrassing She's like We ain't say we like him as a person Nigga what <laughs> Nigga what like, like this motherfucker created 9-11 Literally Sprinkled two little planes on the building Literally Went to war with Iraq Instead of Like he went to war with Iraq And Afghanistan yeah. Pushed the Patriot Act Katrina came through Tore down the fucking levees Wouldn't show up for weeks at a time Family owns like all the oil Oh and then after the wars in Iraq His family and Halliburton Got the fucking contracts to go rebuild The shit that they just blew up Come on This nigga is an actual literal evil and devil He's a terrorist But you niggas would tell me about Donald Trump who you just don't like him because he makes you feel bad with what he says. Here's the thing. You don't like Donald Trump because he's not a likable nigga. That's fine. But don't tell me all of a sudden because George Bush is no longer president and because he has this whatever the fuck he that's has from Michelle that's Obama. Why, that's why I don't believe the Donald Trump hate. Mm. Because it's not backed up by nothing. You can't point to something like, yo, because of this, this is why. Nigga, niggas lost lives, fam. I got a family member who went over there and fought in that fucking war. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying Like Actual tangible things I know for a fact That in a few years Y'all niggas gonna be Hugging on Donald Trump dick Cause mm. y'all act like Y'all hate the nigga So mm. much right now Cause history repeats itself Who mm. would've fucking thought I did not Think that Couple years later Niggas be running around This bitch Ha ha and gee gee and, and, and throwing heart oh, eyes George At Bush. George W. fucking Bush Was 2005 that long ago Come on, my nigga. Was 2001 that long ago? Come on, my nigga. 20 years got y'all niggas that cool? I I, I despise y'all. Y'all dog. maxing and relaxing on this nigga, dog? Because he gave her some candy? Because he be holding Michelle Obama's hand because he be gazing in her eye. Nigga, Michelle Obama fine. She look good. Also, it's a sign seating at all these events. The reason that they sit next to each other, you sit next to your predecessor. The Obama sit next to the bushes. Yeah. That's how it goes. And here's the thing, because he do be googly eyed and, and and smiling at her and all that. Fam, have you seen his wife? You know, uh, she wasn't bad. She ain't bad. But when Michelle strut through there in her burgundy with a little thing on the back, she definitely got more swag. She got more swag, got better hair, and got a bigger butt. Hey, if I'm George W. and I'm sitting right next to her, I bet you Michelle Obama smell good. So guess what? If I'm George, I'm gonna look at her too. But do that mean that all of a sudden I'm your friend now? Do you, I don't. I don't think y'all understand the terror. And fam, <laughs> do you? First off, do you understand what the Patriot Act did? No, nine eleven was set up for the Patriot. Like they still finna tell you about the crime bill ninety four. Nigga, building seven. Talk yeah. to me about building seven. Hey, talk to me about the levees. Come on, man. Because Hurricane Katrina really happened in America, and I don't like that niggas just got over that. That actually bothered me. I literally almost dropped out of college for Hurricane Katrina. I had to be talked back to not going. I have nine unnecessary FEMA certifications and a whole bunch of fucking medical certifications that I don't need because I was ready to go to New Orleans. FEMA camps is real. <sighs> have you watched the movie? Have you? Get, this is this week in culture. We Facts. got a lot of television watchers. Facts. Have you watched Tremay? Man, no, nah, nah, they ain't see Tremay. You want to know why? Because Tremay was one season. No. Miniseries. When like in a mini season. was it? It was a couple seasons of Tremaine. Either way, guess what? Tremaine needed more than fucking two seasons. It Let's see. Oh, we got four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, guess what? Give it five, motherfucker. How about that? Because um, did y'all see it? Do y'all know what really was going down on Tremaine? Yo. Is Tremaine on HBO? 
Like currently, you know how they have all that shit up there, but it's a couple things that like ain't. I'm fairly sure it's up there. Let me look on. I'm gonna look on HBO Max. I know that ain't always the same thing, but I'm about to Google it. Well, HBO Max is the new HBO. They didn't know anything else. But it'd be some things that like, like first time fella not on. No yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just about to. I'm just about to type it in. Cause the other day it took me way too long. I had to get to like the U in Entourage when I was searching for it. And I was like, HBO Max, like, come on. All right, Treme is up there, man. If you got HBO Max, go watch Treme and then come back and tell me how George Bush is. So his little that crush on Michelle is so cute. Them Fam, he crushed two buildings. Three. Huh. Three. There was, there was three buildings that fell. Facts. Building seven fell. Facts. Facts. And tried to get the damn uh Stolen gold. Anyway, I'm not. Uh, going to anyway. But it, clearly, that that irritated my brother, and it irritated me just because. Again, I. <laughs> I don't Hurricane Katrina, y'all. dog. Like a whole. Imagine Detroit underwater. Not like one side of the city started flooding because it was raining. Crazy. No, the whole city of Detroit, the largest city in Michigan. Imagine that motherfucker. And I don't know if it's a large city in Michigan. I could be making that shit. Detroit up. is. Okay. Either way, imagine that whole shit east to west underwater. Whole houses underwater. People literally tiptoeing through water, wading through water with duffel bags, trying to get to fucking camps and buses and get to the militarized little areas that they got set up to get us out of here. All the Nigga. people that came up missing. Oh my God. From prisons. Fam. That was going door to door Like it was uh, Anyway I'm not going into um, that. Nah fuck that Fuck that We here now My friend um, Salute to my homegirl I ain't gonna say her name man But she from New Orleans man We was in college dog She literally went home Like early 2006 For the first time Since Katrina She obviously couldn't go uh, After it happened immediately And she went home In 06 And she was like Fam Found out one of my friends From high school That I've known Since ninth grade That I talked to up until the hurricane, just missing, and don't nobody know. We don't know if she alive or dead. Her family is all together. Don't nobody know where she at. Did she die? Did she get displaced? Don't nobody know. Nobody has communication. Nobody had cell phones. She even lost touch with her family for a minute. Like her family left, had no fucking way to call. They nigga. By the time she got in touch with them, her family ain't even live in Louisiana no more. They lived in like Philly. Who Trump got to be friends with to get her eyes? Mm, let me see. Beyonce. Oh man, but see, Hove wouldn't let that happen. You sure? Because Hove said he wasn't fucking with the with the NFL, and then a couple months later, he hey. was, he was at the table. Hey, I mean, they got J Lo. <laughs> <laughs> they got J Lo at the Super Bowl. I mean, so, hey, and who invited J Lo to come sing at the inauguration? <laughs> yeah, and nigga said, "Viva la Nebraska." This Yo. is for my homies. Like, what was she talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hey, let me talk to Joe Biden real quick, real quick, real quick. Because I know Joe Biden, he he trying to lie. He got the, the blackest cabinet in the history of the United States. I'm not mad at it. It's literally more black and Latin people in his cabinet than ever before. He definitely has a diverse. Yeah, but here's what I don't really want you diverse. to do. <laughs> I don't want you to go like OD <laughs> to where you like, yo, who can we find to come do the song? Yo, somebody go get J-Lo. <laughs> like, I never want J-Lo I'll singing. I'll be honest, uh, I don't never mind on a, on a, on a, in a given day. I don't mind looking at J-Lo. No, no, no. Here's the thing. But. I never mind looking at J-Lo. I watched J-Lo last three movies at the theater and enjoyed them all for two hours. Hey, made in Manhattan for sure. Hey. Uh, <laughs> but look. Uh, 
get the fuck out of here. Dog. Somebody sent me a video of LL Cool J performing at uh at Bill Clinton's. Yeah. This was the worst <laughs> shit I've ever yeah. seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna post I'm glad you brought that up. I was gonna post this on Facebook. I still am. <laughs> yeah, while we was rolling our pants leg up. <laughs> no, we wasn't. That was Jeezy no. and LL Cool J. No, no. <laughs> it was two people. LL had niggas doing it. The only reason niggas ain't look like they was doing it because they shit fell by like second period and shit, dog. It was young Jeezy. Oh, fuck. And <laughs> that, that's, that's what Pimp C said. Yo. He said, I know who was, ha- who had. <laughs> 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 I know who was selling them fake so dope prices. dog. Oh fuck! I know who had their pants leg rolled up. He was so mad at that fifteen and key dog. Oh, oh shit! Um, did you watch the Keisha Cole and Shanti battle? I did not. It finally happened. I well, uh, I watched for a couple because I was in the studio. Yeah, um, yeah. When I turned on my phone, I was just hoping that uh, there was an accident on television. Okay, because Keisha Cole was primed for an accident. Yeah. Yeah. Never happened. Uh, though. No, no slips. No slips. Um, I do want to come in here and gloat a little bit. That a month ago when this was announced, Ant told y'all this was going to be a trash ass battle. This is the worst one ever. It's up there with, and again, I didn't watch the whole thing. I, I, I saw little clips. Um, but it's up there with what I heard about the Jagged Edge and 112 battle, which I also did not watch because I predicted a similarly bad event. Um, Keisha Cole, from what everybody told me, was about an hour late. On the third reschedule. On the third reschedule, they said she showed up about 57 minutes late. Um... And then I heard her sound was messed up. The event was sponsored by Doritos. I did see the still um, with the Doritos and the Ciroc all in the picture. And D- Doritos apparently got to pick songs. Oh, wow. And they played the Keisha Cole and Tupac song three times. Wow. Which was also, you know, the, Keisha Cole and Tupac or Ashanti and Tupac? Keisha Cole. That was Keisha Cole and Tupac? I didn't. I heard that song and I was very upset at it. Now I don't know if I didn't want to hear. I'm that. pretty sure Shanta got a. Everybody got a song Pac at this point. Um, I'm pretty sure she got one. Hold on, let me see. Ashanti Tupac. Yeah, Pac's life. Ashanti yeah, featuring Tupac. Yeah, they it said wasn't they Pac's played that. life though. Okay, so that was Keisha Cole and Tupac's song that they played. Okay. Because when I turned on Keisha Cole, was like, yeah, I know y'all tired of hearing this song. It's the third time we didn't played it, but this is the Doritos. It's Doritos sponsor. So I'm like, okay. Um. Something else that I this is like total slaughter. <laughs> oh, just you know what I'm saying? Perfect like, fucking analogy. Like you take something that we love and it was just, was great when it was raw, and, and then and, y'all OD'd it. And y'all OD'd that. Um, shit, nigga. it was funny. One clip I saw, uh, they said something about y'all got paid by Ciroc, and Keisha Cole was like, Ciroc can't pay me, and Ashanti was like, they pay me. <laughs> Yo, did he own Ciroc? I have no clue. I don't know if Diddy still owns shit or if he like sold it all off or whatever. I don't know. Because you know a lot of it. I heard somebody having a conversation about they tired of fake owners. Mm. When you a brand ambassador and niggas going around like you own shit. Oh, like Jeezy and Avion. Yeah, because remember when gotcha. that first came out? Yeah. We was like, oh, that's his liquor? Yeah, and I knew it wasn't only because I knew the whole history of it from Entourage. Facts. So I was like, fam, y'all. When I first seen that shit, I thought this was like, oh, this is great marketing. Yeah. Because they got like, they made fam. a quote unquote uh, actual product. I'm like, oh, this is a real. Fam, and shout out to putting your own people on. So Doug Peters of Entourage, who's like the creator of Entourage. That was one of his best friends who created Avion. And he said, oh, nigga, you need help getting this out? 
I bet. Let's put it in the show. That, it, it blew up. Blew it the fuck. Fam, I'll never forget the billboard that was in Atlanta after that season of Entourage went off. We driving down 75, and there was a billboard, and that shit, it was a bottle of Avion, and it was dot, dot, dot. Yes, it's real. And I was like, bitch, I need a bottle. Did Entourage also create Shark Tank? Mm. Because wasn't uh, Mark Cuban on there as yeah. a, as an investor, an yeah. angel investor, trying Getting to down put money with Turtle, yeah, and, and sitting there listening to him? He made his little pitching pitch. his idea, yeah. Because Shark Tank wasn't out back then, was it? No, 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 not in. Uh, well, it might have been by that season because that was like 2011. That was season 2011. Eight. Yeah, that was like 2010, 2011. It was up in there. It might have been 2010, but season eight of Entourage was like 2000. Or no. What season was that? So that must have been season seven of Entourage. Let's see. Let's pull up the numbers. Right season here. one came out in 04. Okay. So, yeah, it was season seven, 2011. Got to be seven years later. Um, And, yeah, that's when Mark Cuban was on there and he was pitching his idea. All right. All right so maybe all right. Shark Tank was all by then. Be, I feel like be. it was. Um, but yeah, salute to me being right that Keisha Cole and Shanti was gonna put out uh not so great verses. And then salute to me being right with my theory that Swiss Beats will not reply to my DM to um I should start hitting up Timbaland. He seems more receptive to me. Um y'all need to do like versus junior for niggas who have like ten to twelve hits. Let's call it verse. Hey <laughs> nigga, you know that verse we want to hear from you, nigga. <laughs> Just go ahead and say that shit so we get the fuck out of here, nigga. <laughs> yo 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 That nigga said You know that verse We wanna hear from you nigga Rap Holy shit Let's say how we do Wow There goes our title Right there nigga Verse Um And it'll be Ashanti in that empty seat that Keisha Cole wasn't in for 50 minutes as the cover art. They put Bernie Fem. in, bitch. I seen somebody say, y'all y'all put Bernie in everything. Everywhere but it, office. <laughs> like, Get him, internet. Nigga, the irony of it all. Hey, man. It's the, um, it's the facts for me. <laughs> yo. I hate how much I laughed at that Bernie meme. Yeah. All day. Matter of fact, I threw you in one of Yeah. No, nigga. Like, it was to the point I was like, I know different people are sick of me sending them to. So I started sending them to like random different folks. People. I'm like, all right, dog. Uh, Cause I'm, I'm like, I'm going to kill niggas. I was reposting a bunch and then I was like, oh, I want to repost and niggas get tired of me. Hey, yo, that shit be funny, man. Damn. SM- that was the internet at its best. Like, SMD, dog. Let me have fun for a day. Dog. That was now, awesome. You, day, day and a half. But when you get to day three, like, all right, nigga. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Sunday, wild. fam. You leave, leave Bernie alone. By then, well, you I have did, to do a really good one. I did see a great one last night. Of, of, of do you see the one with Conor McGregor? Yes. Tap like that was had him out of there. Had him out of there. That was fucking great. Oh man, that was great. Um, Swiss Beats wants. I, to, I didn't. I didn't post this one. I, I wanted to. But I did. <laughs> That's fucking great. I dog. put that nigga in. There. But it, it looked because it matched the blue and the black. Yeah, and it's dope because I got the, the the shit in front of him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's really how me and you be in the studio. Yeah, that is. <laughs> hey, just announced by Revolt TV, Swiss Beats wants to create a notorious Big and Tupac versus. No, they gotta nigga. stop. They no. gotta stop. They gotta no. stop. No, no. They gotta There's stop. No, Reason for it. Gotta I hope stop. Afina Shakur says no. They gotta stop. 
Because we ain't talking about rapping skills and rapping ability. Mm. Pac is getting Biggie the fuck out of there, in my opinion. He just got too much. I don't think so. He got too much. I don't much. think so. Here's why I don't want to see it. It ain't even about the song versus song. But I don't want to see that. I'm tired yeah, of putting yeah. them two together. And A, that. B, nigga, who going to be there? Who all going to be there? If Swiss Beats want to put it together, clearly he want to get his DJ production skill on. It's just going to be him in a room playing one pox song, one biggie song, one pox song, one biggie song. Then that 10 song, switch it. Not one biggie, one pox. I don't want to see. That's not Who entertaining. Be uh, Puffy and Afina Shakur? Who? Hey, that's a battle. Mm-hmm. It's a battle I'd like to see, even though uh, rest in peace to Afina. Yeah. Uh, damn. Like, forgot that quick. That, yeah. Mo, Mo Preem? Hey, bring Mo Preem. <laughs> you feel me? Hey, um, but. Miss Wallace? Did Miss Wallace pass? I don't think so. Because if, if, if they were going to do a versus, yeah. I, I would watch Miss Wallace and Afina Shakur play songs from their sons together. Facts. And it'd be a celebration. Yeah. Instead of that'll a, be a real celebration, you too. Because the two of them really tried to bring that together after um yeah. after they passed. Other than that, so. I'm straight. Stop milking that. Fuck. Stop, stop. Stop milking that. But then, Swiss, just admit, it ain't as many niggas who can give you 20 hits as you thought. And the only remaining niggas who can give you 20 hits ain't doing it. Drake not doing it. Kanye not doing it. Rihanna not doing it. Beyonce not doing it. Hove not doing it. They, they Lil Wayne not doing it. Nah, I said they ain't even asking him if him, him, for him and Jay to do one. Yeah. No, nigga. Like, y'all aren't getting these from the niggas who got 20 hits. So do what Ant telling you. Create fucking verse and, and go out there and go grab Avant I, and Music Soul Child. I'll tell you what. Cause we, we, me, Cheyenne, Dame, and and Virg, we had this yeah, conversation yeah. all the time. Yo, um, Montel Jordan, the greatest four hit wonder of all time. Boom, boom. Let's get him in there. He get got, him in on verse. He got four that give me something. It'll get you the fuck out of there. You go four on four. It'll get you the fuck out of there. In real life, Buster Rhymes is getting somebody out of there. Yeah, Buster Rhymes is getting out of there at twenty, but then nobody want to battle him. Guess what? On some sleep, on some, on the lowest of keys. Yeah. Big Sean to get a nigga. Big Sean to be a, a, a hard out for anybody. And here's the thing. When you start talking like that 10 to 12 range, now you make it where literally I know I'm about to give you 10. It's going to make everything debatable. Because now, nigga, no, these 10 will get those 10 out of here, if not make it hard. I think Sean got 20. Sean might have 20. I put Sean this back when they first started doing this. I had Sean at like a 15. And now he he 11 years in. Yeah. I got I got yeah. content. I, he definitely got 20 joints. Some of them I know we probably hold a bit higher just being from here and, and fucking with his music a little bit more. But I'm like, Sean got a strong 15 that'll fuck with another nigga 15. Um, they was talking Chris Brown and Usher and they didn't said that ain't happening for the last time. And I'm like, Shit, Wale a tough out for somebody. Wale a t- and again, but Wale a tough out if we keep it at like 15, 10 to 15. Like that's the window, right? Because I said, I said it a million times, nigga, Avant got about 10 that a smoke. i tell you who I'm here for. Genuine and Tyrese. Well, you are not nah, Tyrese. The fuck out of here. Them Tyrese got a strong ten though. They don't like each other. They don't like each other. Genuine don't got twenty. Genuine got twenty. I told you, genuine. Here's well, the thing. Let me, let me rephrase this. Genuine has twenty songs that I like. No, no, no. I don't know genuine that genuine got twenty. Has 20 certified. This is a hit on the radio. Nigga, hit. we had thirteen between the first two albums. 
I already did this in my mind because you know I wanted to go, nigga. I was hyped and was like, nigga, genuine versus us. <laughs> I was lit. Genuine versus Tyrese is but, so the reason I say genuine versus Tyrese. They was in a group together. Yeah, facts. Um, but at they, some point, Tyrese got to play Transformers because uh, <laughs> <laughs> he gonna run out. <laughs> he gonna turn on Transformers too. He needs more than these eyes. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be that nigga talking in fucking uh, Fast and Furious. We <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, is that Bumblebee? Nigga? What the fuck is Tyrese playing? Oh, oh shit, he gonna run out of shit. But Tyrese got some joints. If you give Tyrese fifteen to uh, ten to fifteen, Tyrese is fucking with niggas. Somebody talk to me. Oh yep, shit! Before I point, what do you got? Tyrese is number one hit. <laughs> is this the new Transformers theme song? No, nigga, oh, they got that, too busy. They got yeah. too busy on that. That got wild. Here we go. Here we go. Yo, uh, Starscream was my nigga, dog. Fuck all y'all. Fuck that shit. He was a bad guy, but he was my yeah. nigga. Um, oh, shit. What anyway, else going man. on in the world? Oh, oh we got some shit. Fucking, um, let's get to them fucking Yo, we voice got notes. voice notes and Blackberry letters. Let's get to the Blackberry letter first, man. Uh, this Blackberry letter is brought to y'all anonymously. I was asked very um, directly not to fucking say his name on here. So um, salute to the homie, though. He know what it is. And... Uh, yeah, man, we ain't got no cans in here today because I've been on my uh, healthy shit. Same, same. So, um, yo, when y'all don't hear that can crack, that mean your man back. <clears throat> Blackberry letter starts in all caps. Please don't mention my name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good day, fellas. So I got this homegirl who was super dope. Known her since college. I want to hook her up with one of my homies. She's seen him via his IG, which I sent her. And oh, she's interested. Only problem is, me and her used to have big crushes on one another. We never engaged in anything because we both had people in our lives. We only just flirted and talked shit. Never even kissed. Those feelings have mostly subsided since I'm married and she's been married and divorced. We keep in contact regularly, two, three times a month, just on some casual how you doing, how you been type shit. Should I toss the alley-oop to the homie? I clearly can't do shit with her. I just don't want it to be weird for him to find out later that we used to crush on each other. I will add. (laughs) 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 I love a nigga's ad. (laughs) Yo, I will add. I have seen a titty or two (laughs) and maybe a couple ass cheeks, but that was a long time ago and it wasn't in person. Should I leave it alone or play Cupid? I really think they'd work together. Signed anonymous. Uh, I got two ways to answer this question. One way is, you ever hook somebody up with somebody? Yeah. Oh. I like, don't. I don't usually like it though, because should be getting weird. Uh, I don't. Man, just just chill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, just relax. <laughs> like, don't like. It's not your job to find her a mate. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's not real. that's not your responsibility to to, to 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 try to pair her with one of your homies and shit. And that's a little weird. But yeah. like, 
that's not your job. You know what I'm saying? If they run across each other, great. But if not, yeah, fuck it. It ain't meant to be. Uh, two, if you was going to hook them up, like, well, y'all ain't do shit. Yeah. And, hey, man, sound like she sent you a couple pictures back in the day when y'all had a crush. But you had a girl. She had a nigga. Later in life, you married. She didn't got married and divorced. Y'all not doing nothing now. She think your homeboy cool. Hey, man, she divorced. She living her life. She might want to get remarried again one day. What? Don't prevent that. Also, so she seen his Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you showed her. So it's up to her. She can slide in that nigga DM if he wants to. You don't got to do nothing. Yeah. Like, and- so you got to... Because that'd be the awkward part, right? So once you do the introduction, and I was like... Hey, my friend told me yeah. like what? Yeah, and here's my thing, yo. If she seen his gram, you showed her the gram. That clearly mean you already kind of told her about dog, and you said, "Oh, she feeling him." Fam, don't stop him from getting on a girl who you know you think they work together. She already think he cool, whatever. You know he thinks she'll or he would be into her. Like hook them up, man. Like let them go do their thing. Introduce them and let it be. And keep you that, ain't even got to mention your shit And keep that shit to yourself forever Yeah it's, and Cause here's the other part of that too Like and it don't say in the letter But I don't know how long ago that shit was You know what I'm saying Oh it said college Right That's where you knew her from Fam That don't matter That don't matter right now You you married living your life Motherfucker been married since then Yeah And divorced And she done got married and divorced So Introduce them and let them see where it take them dog. Do you think she gonna bring it up Yeah. Like yo you know I sent some ass and titty pictures to your yeah. man before No yeah. she ain't And she definitely not gonna say yo I had a crush on James Like nigga no She ain't have a no. crush Nobody's ever told another nigga that they had a crush on another nigga Now me personally I'm not hooking up none of my old hoes with nobody I know Yeah, It's just not my thing yeah. If I used to like her I'm not hooking you up with my mans Because I probably still like you yeah, not that I'm ever gonna do something with you, but like, that's just me, cause I'm selfish like that. <laughs> yeah, but like, nah. Um, and I just I feel like, cause I'm not mad at a nigga not hooking somebody up, even if they ain't do shit with them, but they had a crush on them. I ain't mad at that, but that is kind of hateful. It is, but it's like, yo, if you, it ain't my job to hook you up. Facts. Now I didn't showed her your Instagram. If she go in your DM and holler at you. And y'all start popping. I didn't introduce y'all. She came in your DM. So what? what so what is the goal? So 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 the hookup is. Hey, I didn't tell old girl. Now, do you approach her like I didn't tell her? Like how mm. do you how do you how do you approach the situation? You a stranger. I don't know you. So randomly, I just like how does that work? Yeah, I I just want to know if a part of this. Is because you still crushing on her. Because he said feelings have mostly subsided. Yeah. Mostly in who? So that means she ain't get ugly since college. She's nah. still cute. Yeah. And if she's still cute, this nigga still... Here's the thing, though. We know this nigga. He married. He living his life. He ain't really finna do shit. We know this. Just like he ain't do shit back... Do we know this? I mean, look. <laughs> but here's how we know. Because in college, when you weren't married and you just had a little college girlfriend, you ain't do shit. Facts. So you ain't doing nothing. Let your man do his thing. They live in the same spot? That I don't know. That I don't know. Because if she around. If this is a different state, my nigga, let that go. Yeah, because, hey, man, if if your homegirl and and your boy live in the same city. Also this. If your homegirl that y'all used to flirt back and forth Mm -hmm. 
is trying to push up on your man and wants you to hook it up with it. She over you. She over you, my yeah, nigga. Yeah, yeah. You want you the homie now. You crushing on her. She ain't crushing on you. Yeah. Y'all crushed previously. Long time. Yeah, ago. man. But I you know, play, I just crush a lot. Yeah, and she <laughs> literally like, yo, I crush a lot. I mean, you, your boy, your boy, boy. Like, yeah, man. Let her go. Um, if she want to holler at your homie again. I don't understand why she just don't holler. I, I don't even, yeah, I don't think you need to make the introduction. Um, now that's weird. Yeah, because, and yo, be 100 with her and tell her if that's really how you feel. Like, yo, I don't mind you talking to dog, but I ain't going to do shit. Nigga. I showed you his gram. Do with it what you will. Go crazy. Yeah, what if you want to talk to him, go talk to him. Because now it's going to be like, okay, my homegirl told me she want me to hook you up with her. Now follow her and send yeah. her a DM. Like if so, not everybody's in on it. Like yeah, oh, yeah, like, and just it's weird. just like yo, all right. If if you do have that concern that yo, it could be awkward considering she didn't send me some pics before and you know whatever, whatever. Um, that nigga beat off to them pics, dog. Yeah, he had. had he to. definitely got nasty. Had to. Yeah. Um, had to. But if you feel like that might make <laughs> it weird, awesome oh, shit. Had to get him. I had to. Get <laughs> had to get him. But if you feel like that's the thing that makes it weird, then just let her know, yo. I ain't gonna introduce you, but. Go ahead and holler at dog. He he's single. Like go in his DM. I know he'll respond. Boom and done. Be done with it, man. Let them introduce themselves that way. Because here's the thing: I hate about hooking up friends, right? When it don't work out. Now you introduce me to that funky dog head ass, <laughs> and now you know I gotta be the one in the middle of it. Now, because y'all was my friends, now do I invite? Now do I not invite one and not invite yeah, the other? Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. It gets like, weird. But if y'all meet on your own fucking two. And y'all do y'all thing, then you know what? At that point, y'all go crazy, man. I ain't got shit to say about it. I ain't got shit to say on it. Y'all do y'all thing. If it work out, more power to you. So that's what I feel about that. Appreciate you sending that letter in too, brother, man. Um, and yeah, don't uh don't send us no more shit that's anonymous because I was ready to fucking yell your name on the pod like yo the homie. And I, was, <laughs> I mean, <sorry. laughs> all right, man. We got a couple of uh, voice notes we want to get to. Um. Actually got a lot of them, so we about to just go through a couple of these and and see what the people talking about, man. First up from the homie Rob Silva, y'all already know uh, the God. Peace to the God. See what my dog talking about. What's up, fellas? Rest in peace to the ultimate God, Hank Aaron. What he had to go through. In 1973-74, when the 1973 Major League Baseball season ended, he had 713 career home runs, one behind Babe Ruth's 714. For the next six months, he had to deal with death threats via mail and telephone over and over again, telling him if he shows up for the season, him and his family are getting murdered. He had little boys write him letters saying, you're a dead man. The stuff he, has to, he had to go through is unreal, unfathomable. And yet he went out there, broke the record, didn't show any fear, even though we know the anxiety had to be running times a thousand. So rest in peace to the great Henry Aaron. Love that man. Worldwide figure. Talk to your brother soon. Hey man, Rob, you said it best. Rest in peace to Hank Aaron, man. Uh, icon, um, African American icon, sports icon, Atlanta icon. Like he, he, he did more than. 
like people kind of stop baseball's integration conversation at Jackie Robinson. It's like, yo, Jackie did that, so hopefully y'all ain't have to go through that. And then you had greats come in like Hank, who still had to go through that. It wasn't but a minute later that Hank got uh got started at Major League Baseball himself, man. And for him to come through and not only endure the racism that he endured, but to thrive in spite of it, man. It's it's it goes without saying. This is one of the greatest um athletes and one of the greatest uh people of our time, man. And and truly a huge loss. I know Jay and I at the top of the pod, we talked about, you know, the the weird events surrounding his death having taken that COVID vaccine a couple weeks prior to passing. Um but regardless of what happened, man. It was 86 years well spent, 86 years fighting for people who look like us, man, and uh, 86 years that we are certain will be celebrated and will be honored properly, man. So rest in peace to Hank Henry Aaron, man. Uh, what else we got going on? Let me get into another voice note. I'm going to just run through a couple of these randomly. Ain't no, ain't no order. Um, oh, I think this one's from uh, one of our... Uh, more recent listeners, man. Shout out to the homie Kenny. Shout out to uh, to all of Flint, man. This is one of our dogs. He salutes us heavily, man. He really rocks with the pod, and he got shout his out, shout out. He got his fiance rocking with the pod. She don't even. She probably more tired of us than than <laughs> yo girls. You might rock with in anything that uh that me and Shorty be doing. She probably be tired of us because I know Kenny be playing this. But um, I think he sent this about American Skin. Ayo, Ant, Ayo, Jay, it's your boy Kenny Vaughn holding it down in Flint Town, man. Just wanted to pop through and give a big shout out to this week in culture. Uh, y'all niggas don't miss. Um, and a big shout out to the culture, man. We had a couple of films that came out um, American Skin, which I know y'all talking about, uh, One Night in Miami and Outside the Wire. Um, I definitely want to touch on American Skin. Big shout out to Nate uh, Parker. Um, this was one of those films, man. This was definitely one of those films that just have you thinking. And, um, you know, I'm just tired of uh, being in a position where I have to make people who make me feel uncomfortable feel comfortable about making me feel uncomfortable. Nice. And we see it all the time in our workplace, in our everyday lives, uh, where we're always told that we're the aggressors and we have to act a certain way. And so I felt Nate Parker when he was talking that in the police station. And I know a couple of people probably haven't seen it who are watching this, but um, check it out. I'm getting ready to talk a little bit about it. Um, but, you know, when they were in that police station, man, and you had these inmates and you had just these regular people off the street and my man still didn't see you know, any of his peers up there, even though a couple of them folks up there didn't think he was guilty until they had to hear some real from my man who was recording. But, um, you know, I give this a, a really good rating. Uh, I ain't in a position to give it no buffs. So I'll leave it up to y'all. I'm a Flint nigga, so uh, I don't know too much about the buffs, but y'all go ahead and rate this, man. I'm excited to hear about it. Again, big shout out to y'all. Uh, keep doing what you're doing week after week. Y'all bringing us some heat. And so I appreciate y'all boys, man. Man, hey. shout out to Ken, man. I appreciate that. Dog. Hey, Kenny, man. Appreciate you so much, brother. And um, salute to you and the future Mrs. Vaughn. Um, we gave it the buffs. Uh, he, he sent that last week, but literally Jay and I just hit stop on the recording. So I wanted to make sure we got that off. But uh, we definitely gave it the buffs. Um, for those of y'all who missed episode 141, go check that American Skin review out. Um, Yo, I just got a name of a title. Oh, this this title is 
verse notes. Oh, <laughs> you know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> we got voice Let's notes. Go. We got a lot of vo- voice got notes. Got a lot of voice notes. We, we running through these, yeah, man. Yeah, verse um, notes. Oh, shit. Uh, so you said you didn't listen to the one on the pod page, right? No, I that did not. I, okay, so I'm about to just play that. This live reaction. Oh, she sent a couple of them. Hold up. I don't know if the... All right, we got the uh, voice note from the homie Chris. Appreciate you for sending these in. Let's go. Gentlemen, um, I just wanted to say thank you so much for doing this particular podcast. In the middle or at the beginning where it was mentioned, hey, if you haven't seen it, uh, check out the film before you move forward. So I immediately rented the uh, movie and watched it and was in my fields from the beginning to the end. A couple things that I saw, I'm not sure if you mentioned it or not, but... um, Omar has said to him before he walked out, hey, I'll see you on the other side. And that part really got to me because I had a feeling that they knew that he was going to die. Like there's no way around it. That's what was going to happen. I was thinking that they took the captain into or they kidnapped him and took him into the um, precinct because they we're going to have him listen to his officers in a way that they were um, thinking, um, how they processed everything and why, you know, they essentially kill innocent people because of their profiling and things like that. One thing that I really appreciated about the movie was that everybody that was in that room uh, represented something in society. So you had the innocent white girl paying the ticket. You had the officers. You had the inmates. You had the middle class black dude who was taking all that information, all of that dialogue in so they can gain perspective on each other. I feel like that was the the major point of having that diverse group of people. And um, as you stated before, of course, um, it was pushing the conversation. It was very necessary. But all of those people represent every part of society so i just thought that was well written and everything chris you make some good points yeah um extremely good point on uh omar talking to uh link on his way out when they hugged and he said see you on the other side brother see you on the other side brother i want to know i miss talking in ghost voice what happened to them though did they go to prison did they go to jail i mean they got to they got to I want to see that flushed out. I, I I would love to know like the other side, literally the other side of that door. Because they just went out too peaceful. They went out and it was like, yo, I, nigga. I mean, like we broke up in here. Mm-hmm. Nobody got shot. Nobody killed. We didn't get no, like everybody was cool with this. Yeah, hey, it was it was a very interesting way to just have everybody, you know, go out and and not really see like their fates now i do agree that omar saying see you on the other side means yo i have terminal cancer you about to die Me i would probably link i would have liked to see nate walk out like the black panthers had to mm. in underwear only naked or naked yeah because now now yeah you gotta shoot me you can't yeah. shoot me yeah but here's the thing as we know from the black panthers or at least from a lot of them they'll still shoot you butt naked butt naked back turned like we will still shoot you arms up like you can do literally everything and and they'll still shoot you man so great points chris we appreciate you sending the voice notes in let's just keep rolling man we got another one uh this from the homie Mach down in vegas and jay my niggas n-e-g-u-s royalty 
And that's a perfect segue to one of what I wanted to uh, kind of talk to y'all about and get y'all feedback on. Because I know a few episodes back, Jay had said he was trying to stop saying the N-word. And Ant said he wasn't, you know, which is fine by both of y'all. Um, but I'm I'm just trying to get y'all feel because Jay never went into detail on why he wanted to stop saying the N-word. Um, me, personally, I haven't said it in years like I stopped saying the N-word many years ago and I've actually never used it on stage. So I was just trying to get Jay feedback about the N-word and Ant um, perspective on you think we need to evolve. Is it time to retire the N-word? We've been doing the N-word for quite some time. Like everything grows. Nothing stays the same. We always evolve. Like we not still around here talking about some, oh, you jive turkey sucker. You know what I'm saying? The language changed, but the N-word just always been there. So what do y'all think about it? Is it detrimental? Is it not a big deal? Do we own it? Like, how do y'all feel about it moving forward? You know what I'm saying? So, yo, it's King Macho. Peace and love. My niggas. Say my man. (laughs) Peace to the God, man. Say young blood. Um, you know, I, I struggle with the N word all the time. Yeah. Um, some days I feel I shouldn't say it, and some days I say it in the morning it makes my teeth white. Nigga, nigga, mm-hmm. nigga, nigga. That was a, a joke I stole from um, Paul Mooney. He said five times in the morning when he wake up and make his teeth white. Nigga, 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 nigga. Uh, I don't know, man. Sometimes I listen back to certain things, man. So it, it's really been. Podcast related, yeah. Um, so all all type of people listen to the podcast and both podcasts that we do, and listening back sometimes, like man, I say that so much, yeah. And sometimes just be feeling I'm feeling away, and then other times, I be wondering why I feel away because like I didn't create the word. It was yeah. a part, it was a part of our culture when but by the time I got here, and who says this bad person? Like I, I just struggle with it back and forth. So I also listen to um Khalid Muhammad, mm-hmm. Elijah. I mean, not Elijah. Uh, Farrakhan and Malcolm, and they just speak so eloquent. And sometimes when I'm in my, I want to be um, exception, exceptional with my word. Sometimes I feel like I just need to relax. And um, I mean, I guess I, I turn it on and turn it off when I need to. But sometimes when I be in a, a real relaxed mode, a real relaxed environment, um, I just let it go. Like, nigga, 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 nigga. And sometimes, it's, sometimes it's a bit too much. Um, but I don't think the word is, like, inherently wrong. Yeah. It's never going to be like, yo, you specifically shouldn't say it because of. Yeah. It'd be really a, a more of a, a discipline and a control thing for myself. But like, I'm never going to stop saying it completely because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. And I don't think I should have to. Yeah. Um. But the other half of me, when I be looking at historically, yeah, just the powers and, and stuff, when I start thinking about words and the, and the level of energy and power that words have, facts, I go back and forth, you know, yeah. it's a, it, and it's internal struggle. Here it's it's an inherited conflict that black people are born with. Um black males specifically, we are born with the decision to make, yo, when you start speaking, 
and you learn this word and you learn its existence and you learn what it can mean and what it does mean and how it's been used and how it's currently used and you get all these origins and all these current um, uh, discussions about it. It's one of those things where you literally start to have an internal conflict and you say, damn, I don't want to be disrespectful to my ancestors and to my people and to people who look like me. And I don't want to say this word um, that, you know, at one point in time, literally signified like hatred for black people. But then on the other hand, it's also like. It don't mean that currently, like it kind of to Macho's point about um, words evolving. Yeah. Nigga evolved. It did. It did evolve. And and whether that evolution of the word is something you respect or or adhere to, it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Mm. And and you know, yeah, I'm still if a white person calls me a nigga, it's gonna be a long day for that white person. But when I'm speaking, if I decide to say nigga when I'm talking, it's a conversation that I feel like, yo. I'll have a discussion with my brother Macho about me using the word, but nobody's ever going to tell me not to because it's like, yo, at what point do we start to get into? All right, well, if we ain't calling each other nigga, we got to stop calling each other Anthony and Jason and all the other words that were told to us and given to us and put on us. Or dog. Dog. Man, dog was more fucking raw than nigger was at a certain point in life. Everybody in Detroit says, nigga, I just got kicked off Facebook twice this week for saying dog, D-O-G, and not putting it in quotes. Dog is apparently not a great fucking word, especially for black people. But when somebody my dog, that's my dog. And it's like, it's like, yo, it's just a certain level of expression that I feel like I'm never going to police or try to police other black people on whether they say it or not and when they use it. And again, be respectful. I don't say nigga when I'm talking to my parents. I don't say nigga when I'm talking to older people. I don't say nigga when I'm I'm not going to just run around and and abuse my ability to say the word and and go unpunished or undisciplined by it. But to Jay's point, I go through similar periods throughout the year too where I just tell myself, "Yo, I'm not going to say nigga no more." And it's like a a point of discipline and internal contention that I go through on my own. But will I ever stop it? Probably not. But do I know how to control it? Certainly. So my and to Macha's point, because, you know, sometimes people will say some shit and they be exaggerating like, yo, I stopped saying nigga years ago. No, ever since I knew Mach, he has wrote niggas ever since I knew yeah. him. He has never said the word nigga um, at any point. So salute to him for not only writing that in and allowing us this discussion, but for not lying. He really don't say it. Man, it's a, um, a nigga. What's dude name? Black dude. I think he from like Philly. He um he be on the Breakfast Club sometimes. He be on the the Fox News and the, the CNN. Mark Lamont Hill. Mark Lamont Hill. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, let me find this. Really, dude. really, really good dude too, man. Or at least from what we know about him. Smart as hell too, and got a couple good books. If I use the N-word, it could quite possibly, and honestly probably should, cost me my career. And I don't understand why, when we know how divisive this word is, 
why we would not have Can people like you, Trinidad, who are, who are oh, but you're, you're a community, your people look up to you, young people look up to you, yes. and you're rapping about the word and making money on it, and they think they should be rapping the word well, and saying say the word ben, as well. Can I hold on for one second, Mark? You can get in after him. Let Trinidad okay. respond. Ben, you see, you keep giving, you, you're giving the word too much power. I am making money off of I'm doing music. I'm not using music. it. You are. I, I am making money off of doing music and being creative, sir. I'm not making money just because I use the N-word. Nobody goes to buy an album because it's full of the N-word. Trinidad, no, sir. you wouldn't be on this show tonight if it wasn't for using the N-word in your rap music. Go Let's be that, honest. No, no, no. Go ahead, no. Mark. That, that, Go ahead, no. Mark. First of all, he, would, he wouldn't be on the show if a white woman hadn't said the N-word on a tape. So that's not fair. Again, Which we're putting was the on, on his him. music. No, let, me, let, let, let me finish, Ben. No, first, white people were saying nigga before Trinidad James was born. And to sit here and say that the N-word has become divisive is absurd. The N-word is born out of slavery, is born out of white supremacy. It's, I'm agreeing say, with you. No, 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 you're not. Listen, just Why listen for a minute. Why would we keep the word alive? Just listen, listen for ben. This is the problem. When we start talking about issues around race and racism, sometimes white people need to just listen. Just hear what I'm saying for a minute, Ben. What I'm saying is that the N-word isn't divisive. White supremacy is divisive. Slavery was divisive. That's the problem. And maybe, just maybe, it's not white people's position to tell black people what to say. I might see Trinidad James on the street and call him my nigga. You know why? Because he is my nigga. And the difference between Trinidad James and you is that Trinidad James has to deal with the same oppressive situations. He's born into a world where anti-black racism prevails. He lives in a world where police still sh might shoot him on the street no matter how much money he has. We share a collective condition known as nigga. White people don't. I'm not saying it should be illegal for white people to use it. I'm saying y'all shouldn't want to use it, given everything that's happened after 400 years of exploitation and institutional racism. Man. And there we have it. Man. So every time I'll be like, no, nah, I'm going to stop saying it. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily have to. So it kind of goes back to uh, the comment made earlier. Yo, me saying nigga isn't necessarily because I'm not uncomfortable if you call me your nigga and vice versa. White people are the ones uncomfortable when they hear the word nigga nowadays. Because they can't because say they it. can't say it. And the discomfort comes from the resistance. So it goes back to the conversation we had earlier where, yo, the desire to stop saying it is only to make the oppressor comfortable because now we're explaining why they can't say it and giving them like a cushion to lean back on like, yeah. oh, okay, we can't say it, but you can't either. Well, that's half of the desire. Yeah. yeah. Um, to uh, a woman or a man of a certain age. Yeah. Saying the saying nigga a nigga or, or yeah, yeah, word, whatever that sparks a memory yeah, yeah, yeah. from a time brings, where and, and that did not have that, that was to my point thing. earlier yeah. about not saying it around elders because it's still modicums of respect that need to be had and you have to read the room right you can't just go out and and, and say that to certain people without triggering something but like we just watched in um um. One night in Miami, yeah. they said Negro the same yeah. way we say nigga. Yeah. Negro, you don't have a job. Yeah. yeah. And and it's just, again, the way that we use it within our community, I won't call it divisive. Because, again, I since I've known Mach, he don't use the N-word. I've called Mach my nigga a million times. He's not uncomfortable. He's not He's not like, yo, Ant, man, please don't call me that. But if he asked me not to, I would also respect him enough as a black person not to. When my brother went to prison, yeah. um, he 
found the nation. Yep. Well, yep. he found Islam. Yeah, yeah. And inside of there, they don't like. Don't use that. We don't like the mm-hmm. word nigga. Mm-hmm. So, even from black, from black, from white, yeah. from anything. So it, we set up like, well, listen, you come over here, and I, once I tell you. Don't call me no nigga. Shut that down. Don't call me no Shut nigga. Shut that down. And that's how it goes. Yeah. So for an example, if I have a name for a woman in my life that say, hey, whatever this name is, yeah. I can call her that because we have this relationship yeah. and understanding. Now, if I walk into the room and then Aunt say, hey, sugar booger, whatever, yeah. the, whatever the fucking name is, fam, you don't. You can't call her that. Yeah. yeah. Now, is it illegal for you to say that? No. no. But you don't have the right to say that word because you don't have that bond. Fact. Black people have a, like Mark Lamont Hill said, yeah. we have a collective understanding. We go through something. Yeah. That is my nigga. If I call Jay my nigga, it's because Jay is my nigga. But if Jay ever told me, yo, bro, I don't want to be called nigga no more. Not by you, not by anybody. Then I'm going to look at Jay with the same respect I looked at him when I called him my nigga and say, bet, say less. Because here's the thing. Internally, and when I say internally, I mean within the black council, we can decide whatever the fuck we want to do with this word individually. <laughs> Yo, like, if it, again, to, to your brother's point, my pops also found Islam when he was locked up. We ain't used the word nigga. Cause that's what it was. But when I was in them streets, best believe I used it when I felt like using it, dog. But that's kind of the beauty of being black, right? We determine what and how we're comfortable with when it comes to that word. White motherfucker talking about that word divisive. Nigga, if you don't get the fuck out of here. You know what was divisive? (laughs) Dividing me from my family and taking me to be a slave. That was divisive. Like separating me from my fucking parents, putting me on a ship. You know how... it's quite literally divisive. Literally. Divided. You divided my family. So fuck off, nigga. Like, don't tell me shit about this word, nigga. Like, yeah, yeah, that shit pisses me. And again, that's the other thing, right? Again, the, the discomfort lies in white people feeling like, damn, if we can't say it, why can they? Bitch, because I can. So take that, nigga, to the face. All right, what else we got going on? I feel like we got one more voice note, and we can go ahead and wrap shit up. Oh, real quick. Let's talk about... um. We'll get to that voice in a minute. Outside the wire. I finally finished it. Yeah. Uh, uh, last time I peeked at it and wasn't really. That's a good ass movie. It was entertaining. It was entertaining. I heard somebody say it was trash. I didn't think it was trash. It, um, was, it was long. It was cool. It was a little longer in the tooth than I needed it to be. And I think because for us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was so much black shit coming out. It, it came out during a do, bad week. It had to do with being black. Because one night in Miami in American Skin. I'm in the same mood. Even if the, let me not say mood. My tone is the same. Outside the wire, which is why I didn't watch it previously, because I had to go through those two first to prepare for our podcast. Outside the wire was like the stepchild of the three. Happy to see Anthony Mackie and Damson Idris in a film and happy to see them in a film that wasn't about being black. Yeah, I didn't need that. To everybody's point, yo. Nobody in this nobody in this movie had to be black and yeah. or white. And fam, even when they were in some of them other countries that they was busting in and out of because they were in the military, nobody said, who's this black guy? Who's, who's this nigger? nigger? Yeah. Nobody. It wasn't none of that. There was literally no trace of race in this film. Um, So I appreciated that. But because the two other films that we had to review initially had traces of race, I didn't want to jump immediately to Outside the Wire. But now that I've watched it, Man, I thought it was a cool movie, man. It was a again, it was too long. Shout out to uh 
Somebody just said this was an hour ago. Okay. As a personal request, when this week in culture reviews outside the wire, can y'all shout out Anthony Mackey's cheeks? They look so tight in that. Wait a minute. Which tab? Hold on, you talking about butt cheeks? Wait a minute, hold on. Like Who writing us this oh, bullshit? Oh, this a damn. Uh, I thought you talking about the nigga face. Who oh, writing us this bullshit, man? Get out of here. We ain't shouting on nobody cheeks, nigga. I'm thinking they. Uh, I'm that was a girl. Yes. Yeah, shout out to your cheeks, nigga. Get the fuck out of here. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, she's so lucky. She the cops. <laughs> she, we can't do shit. Can't do shit about her. Goddamn. Um. American skin. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna American skin me, man. Um, hey, I got a couple little. Oh, but now back to outside the wire. For reading this shit. Now I'm not reading none of your tweets. Yeah, no. Nah. How about that? <laughs> I'm not she reading. Lost her privileges. <laughs> you ain't. And you can't say nigga no more. <laughs> now what? Now you white. Police officers calling me nigga. <laughs> That's an ACLU lawsuit. Facts. Facts. Yo, I, I, now I want to record her calling us nigga. This Can we shout out his cheeks? I'm literally thinking she about to roast his and cheekbones or some shit. Do we wouldn't make oh. Let me pull back my shout out to her cheeks. Because now your cheeks ain't getting no shout out. Because I ain't, I ain't really want, I ain't know that was somebody I knew. Oh, um, no. But Outside the Wire was cool. It was entertaining. It was a little lengthy pause, but um, it was cool, man. I enjoyed the movie. Hey. Here's a fucking point. So I've asked this question now twice on the pod. Uh, can Anthony Mackie act? I asked it just two pods ago. Um, Anthony so. Mackie acted better as a, he was more human as a robot <laughs> than he is when he play a human. I think that nigga be damn near too robotic in most of his films. But here where he was an actual fucking android, he was more human. He was funny. He did the action right. He had the Tom Cruise Mission Impossible run going on. Like, Anthony Mackie was cool in this movie. This is a straight movie. He was man. whooping ass, too. He was whooping ass. He was shooting, sliding down the roof, nigga. Like, it, it was cool, man. I enjoyed it. And um, to the convo that me and you started but didn't get into, Franklin got to get another dialect coach. Um, Damson. He got I, – I get it. I get it. Yo, yo. Snowfall dialect coach Dub C is one of the most LA people you will ever talk to when it comes to accents and dialect. So I get how that might be the version of your American accent that you're you've sort of birthed, but it was too prevalent in Outside the Wire. Like it was parts where it was like, all right. I think he, he, I think he literally stopped recording because uh, I remember when he put videos on his instagram while he was recording it was right after snowfall yeah yeah he he didn't it, I, if if you don't get another dialect coach then you need like time where you like break off a little bit between snowfall and your next project because he sounded so fucking la yeah it was like where was he from in this movie because they I, were I mean, from like texas i feel yeah, like yeah, him and his girl yeah. and i was just like yeah you sounding real like he was like, hey, Anthony Mackie, come here. No, and real I life. was like, <laughs> yeah. he was like, oh, you an android now. I was like, um, Franklin Snowfall premieres oh. February 24th. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what was really funny and shit, though? What's that? Uh, when he finally met, uh, I don't know what his name, but Anthony Mackie and shit. Yeah, yeah. He was like, he almost said like, oh, so you the RA? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Oh, you the he like, oh you a, you a captain or whatever, but like you like over the, over the quarters, nigga. Like you yeah. are." He was like, "Nigga was offended. Like how the machine offended?" <laughs> like, no, I'm not no motherfucking RA. 
Dog. That shit was cool, man. That was a good movie. If you have not watched Outside the Wire on Netflix, go check it out, man. I, I, I it's a good action film. I still don't understand how you can blow up a nuclear bomb and not nuclear bomb So, my whole issue with the movie was the end. Um, and not issue because I don't. It ain't make or break. No way you got on that bitch in thirty seconds, fam. He did not. You ain't the robot. You ain't the robot. Not just get out of there in thirty seconds. He got in the car and was halfway down the block. And the reason I thought that was like, why didn't y'all just put the time a different time, exact same ending, but just don't have the time. Yeah, that close. Let him run out when it's two minutes. And so I, I actually looked at it for this because I watched it two times. Um. Why didn't he just start running earlier? Like, bro, there was literally about a minute 30 when it was like, when they were starting to yell at him, like, yo, Franklin, you need to leave. And he was like, nigga, I ain't going nowhere till I'm ready. And it was like, bro, had you run out of there with a minute 30, I might have believed you got to the car. I mean, it was, this was a, this, believe it or not, this was like a thinking movie. Yeah. Like, it was a lot of shit that was going on. Oh, it was a very intelligent film. And it was like, yo, you got you you could not pay attention. Yeah, and they marveled me at the end. They got really uh superhero cartoonish at the end with 30 seconds left and he finally busts up and he got all the way out that warehouse, all the way downstairs, all the way to the car and was up the block cuz here's the thing, even if a nu- blowing up a nuclear bomb doesn't cause a nuclear explosion, it still caused an explosion. You remember that- when that car he was driving was new? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, ain't it? Yo, also a thing. Why did they have him in that old ass car? I think he just found it. But it was like, even like when the military put him in, they was like, yo, your car's ready to go. And it was, I'm thinking like, oh, you about to hop in something, something like militarized and like ready to go. No, they in a foreign country. You got you to gotta blend in. You know, Damn. in foreign countries, they get our old shit. Fam. And old boy, caddy truck was. Yeah, he had the old Escalade, but then put me in the old Escalade. <laughs> like, please, dog. But good movie, man. It was cool. I, I had no... I like action films off top. I like films about war. And I could appreciate... You know what I would have liked them to do? Focus a little bit more on the drone aspect of what uh, Franklin's character was doing. Because I thought that was cool. Like, the way the movie started... That was more intense than the, the final scene for me, nigga. Well, like, he did learn his lesson. He did, for sure. Because... But like, what do I lose thirty eight lives yeah. for two or do like? Here was my thing. Ultimately, it wasn't his call because that was dogs on the ground call. Like, yo, this is my true. Like, we're up here to help you. But it's watch, your call. I'm about to watch thirty eight niggas die though. Yeah, and that's gonna fuck me up if I watch thirty eight niggas die. But at the same time, it's wild to think like, all right, let me kill two. Because here's why it got wild to me. Because immediately when I saw that, I'm like, oh, friendly fire. Here we go, U.S. military. Like, all these times that we hear. But it's but it's like, there's a nigga who's about to shoot a rocket out of this car. That's going to kill everybody. That's going to kill everybody. Yeah. If I don't take him out. Now, unfortunately, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a strong chance. Nigga, everybody was dying anyway. That yeah. rocket was taking everybody out. Everybody was going to die. Yeah. My decision saved lives. Period. Because <sighs> if yeah. I wouldn't have did that, dude would have shot the rocket and everybody was going to die anyway. Yeah. And then, but. But he was like, no, give them the chance to come up with something. Fam, he didn't did everything but say he liked the damn, that vehicle that was outside the AT&T building. Yeah. Uh, in 10 minutes, we going to blow this bitch up. 10, 9, 8. Seven, six. But then he got to taste his own medicine in that bank. 
Because they sent that motherfucker down there and didn't give a fuck that he got in that restaurant or not. It was like, all right, we blowing this shit out two minutes. Get out of here, man. But um, go check out Outside the Wire, man. We're not giving it a formal review. I don't know that it was necessary to get into all that. But it was definitely an entertaining movie. It was something good. And again, it's cultural, man. We had two black leads. And uh, I don't remember who I was having this convo with. Somebody was saying, like, yo, like, Anthony Mackie don't get his just due. Like, I feel like he should be in, like, something major i was like fam he about to be captain america it don't get bigger than marvel like he captain america will be he's already been in all these recent marvel films anyway but once he becomes officially captain america which will now happen in like 2023 why can't he just be hawkeye because he got to take shield and be captain america like nigga give hawkeye the shield no no because i would rather fly (laughs) (laughs) fly and get the shield like do I get the super strength? Yeah. I, I don't know how that's going to work. Because like if all I get is a fucking years. shield, nigga, I'll take the Hawkeye. Matter of fact, make my Hawkeye Ooh. suit out of adamantium. What if they freaking and make him a Black Panther? <laughs> Send him over there. I'm, up, I'm so... I'm so... I'm hurt. Know. I'm hurt Chad died. Uh, I really am. Hey, man, we also a couple days away from... <laughs> Y'all not being able to talk to me on Tuesday, the anniversary of Kobe death. Don't nobody hit me up because I'm out. Damn, uh, is it? One year on Tuesday, and I'm not. I might take off work, nigga. I ain't go. So ironically, um, all the games and all the like sports coverage and all that shit that came on from the 26th until the Lakers played that following Friday, I still have on my DVR. And uh, the other day, I haven't watched any of them. And the other day, I said, man, let me. Let me do it, dog. So I press play on, like, whatever episode, like, Pardon the Interruption came on that day. <laughs> like, 30 seconds into it, I was like, yeah, I'm just keeping this on the DVR. I'm not actually ever watching this shit, dog. Like, I'm cool, man. There's a lot of Kobe coverage because of whatever LeBron did. And yeah, LeBron, was LeBron had just broken the record. And he was and paying tribute to Kobe. Yeah. As if it was literally happening that Friday and that Saturday. And then... Uh, he had, shit, that's Saturday night yeah. yeah that's when he broke the record And then Kobe wasn't at the game And Kobe had tweeted him like I'll see you at whatever game And then he had just tweeted Melo Like I'm gonna see you in Portland Whatever game Like it was like things happening And then like Shaq's son uh, Had even posted like dog He texted me this morning Like he just texted me like two hours ago So yeah man Tuesday uh, rest in peace to my guy man uh, My favorite basketball player of all time And uh yeah man Tuesday's gonna be a rough one I'm already ready to cry I was crying my ass off the other night watching that shit I literally watched like a minute of PTI from that Monday after it happened and was like nah dog I can't even do this um what else we got going on oh <laughs> speaking of PTI and um the and nigga <laughs> my nigga I'm glad you said this <laughs> Wilbon is all like My nigga I'm glad you said this Shout out to Michael Wilbon the legend (laughs) Alright man we gonna end this with Two things that Shorty saw on the internet And she sent me just in case we didn't have a Blackberry letter Um, I told her we did But she had already sent these and then I read them And me and her damn near got to arguing about these shits And I was like these is perfect Before you get there I just wanna say this one thing What's that then? Um they thought Antonio Brown was finished. Now he's going to the Super Bowl in his hometown. Mm, that's a bar. That's a bar. But fuck Tom Brady, though. Um, 
And I'm I'm so, you know, I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan. The other time I got kicked off Facebook this past week was for calling Aaron Rodgers a bitch. <laughs> and nothing to do with nothing. However, niggas know I hate Tom Brady more than I hate, like, most human beings. So, like, and I'm really not happy with Aaron Rodgers and them not beating him. And I watched. It was funny. I was sitting here looking at the game on mute when we was recording the other pod. And Green Bay had it with, like, fourth and one and didn't go for it. They kicked a field goal with My three name. minutes left. No. I'm glad you said this. Not my <laughs> nigga. All right, man. Uh, let's read this one off. I think this is the one that me and Shorty started debating about. Um, I've been with my boyfriend for two years. We've been talking marriage for about the last five months. He don't love you. I told my boyfriend, no matter what, do not propose to me on Christmas, New Year's. She wrote New Year, trying to be smart, and it's New Year's in that case. Whatever. Do not propose to me on Christmas, New Year, or Valentine's Day. It's so expected and not epic at all. I also told him that if he did, I would say no, and I didn't care who was around. Well, what did he do on Christmas Day in front of all his family? Yep, he proposed. And I said, no. The ring was beautiful, but I wasn't kidding when I told him I would say no if he proposed to me on a holiday. Now he's mad at me and his family thinks I'm a spoiled bitch. I guess they all hate me now, and he said he's not too sure if he'll ask again for fear of embarrassment. Who's right? Who's wrong? You're wrong. Wrong as fuck. Now, wrong as fuck. The reason I, I'm coming to that conclusion really fast mm -hmm. and immediately, mm -hmm. even though I've seen somebody say, don't propose to me this way, mm -hmm. and I've seen somebody Propose to them that, that way. exact way. <laughs> uh, which was a horrible idea, by the way. Yeah. But guess what? She said yes. Here's the thing. You still say yes. The reasoning is the reason I think he should have did it. You said, don't propose to me on these three days yep. because it's so expected. And it's not epic at all. Yeah. So now you're not expecting me to propose on this day. Boom. Now I can actually get you while you were not suspecting it because yeah. since you told me not, not granted, I understand if a woman tell you don't propose this way, don't propose that way. Here's, but, here's but, one thing. But, but, but now you're going to tell me that you don't want to be with me for the rest of my life just to prove a fucking point. Yeah. That's so like, but here's my thing, dog. Here's my thing about telling me don't propose to you on this date or this way or whatever. Man, who the fuck are you one to assume that I'm ever proposing to you? That's first of all. Second of all, my nigga, women control every aspect of the wedding down to the motherfucking. I tell you what they don't control. Women control access to sex, mm -hmm. but they do not control access to marriage. You better be lucky that nigga said, will you marry me? Because only one in four black women get married. And you just told that nigga no in front of his entire family with a beautiful fucking ring. Why? Why, why the fuck would I ever marry you when I know yeah. your your weak ass principle and your weak ass attitude is more important than the actual the fact that I'm asking the marriage. you to marry me? And nigga, I will ask you to marry you when I fucking feel like it. If I felt like doing it on Christmas, because hey, we gonna be around family, and it's the only time every year that my family comes around, and I want to do it in front of my family, and I know that ain't really what you feeling, but this is the only this matters to me. My family being there matters to me, and this is the problem because you think because of television and media and this, 
Nigga, the wedding is a man and a woman. Yeah. A proposal but is you know a man what she think? and a woman. You know what she thinks? She think, oh, don't ask me on Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's Day, but... I know you want to ask me on Christmas because that's when your family around, but if you want to do it in front of your family on TV, he flew everybody family in and he did this and he did that. She didn't already got it clouded in her mind that you supposed to go out of your way even more just to get the audience. She said, oh, those days ain't epic. Fam, this ain't about an epic proposal. I want an epic marriage, my nigga. Facts. I don't want an epic proposal. But why do you think that the, the proposal is only one way? Like the man yeah. is not supposed to enjoy it. Like it, it doesn't mean- Fam. The wedding shouldn't be one way, but for some reason it is. But I'll be damned if me going into that jewelry store, putting my credit card in that machine, paying for that ring, and bringing the ring you just said yourself was beautiful, and asking you to marry me for the rest of my life, nigga, you don't control when I do that. Check this out. Fam. If I ask you. She not my nigga. If, if I ask you to marry me, and you say no, it's the end of our relationship. So that was going to be my follow-up question, and I completely agree with you. If I propose one time and you say no, I'm done proposing. And now, if I'm not marrying you, that means that we done, because then it's no point to be in this relationship no Now, more. there's a caveat, right? Yeah. Now, if I fucked up and did something wrong, and I'm in a doghouse, yeah. and I ask you to marry me, and you say no, that's a little bit different, yeah. right? Because you be like, no, because I don't think you really sorry yet, or some shit like that. That's not one of these situations. We'd have been together for... Two years, two and a half years. Yeah. I asked you to marry me. I done went and spent my money on a fucking ring. This shit benefits you, not me. Facts. Um, no, nah, dog. Yeah. Because on, on, on principle. Yeah. So if we you wanna, told me no just to stick to what you told me you was going to do if I asked you on these days. Well, fuck it. I'm going to stick on principle, too. If you say no, get the fuck out and leave my parents' house. Leave my house. The family was here. We trying to invite you to the family. Hey. I guess they hate me now. Yes. Hey, my dog asked this girl to marry him. and She told him no. He turned that ring into a rollie. And I told him, nigga, that watch fresh as hell. I love it. I love it. He happy now. Is she married now? She engaged. But so the fuck is he? Nigga. How old Holla. is she? Uh, our age, 33, 35. 35. In our, in our range. She's somewhere around there. But here's the thing, man. Dangerous, though. At the, at the end of it, dog, if you don't understand that when that man asks you. Because here's the other part, right? I, and this is from a situation I know, so I'm going to leave names out of it. Um, I know a girl who told a nigga no because when he asked her, she didn't like that he asked her when it was just them two. She said, where are my friends? Where's my family? No, bitch, this not for you and your family. This I know is that. you. I know that. And <laughs> that one personally impacted me because for, you know, all the people who think I'm like this super social ass nigga, I'm extremely introverted and don't really rock with people like that. I love y'all, but I don't be wanting to be around y'all like that. I When I get engaged, like I, in my mind, I have a very intimate like proposal. It probably won't be a ton of people around. Yeah. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But in my mind, I ain't did it yet, but in my mind, that probably won't be the scene where it's ninety thousand niggas in balloons and blah, blah, blah. I'll be honest. I'ma ask you when I'm compelled, and I might be compelled in the middle of the night when I go pee and I might be like, and I ring in the drawer calling me, dog. And I might just get that ring out the drawer and wake you up, stank breath, rap on, do rag on, and be like, yo, will you marry me? Because now I think it's about the spectacle and not about the actual act of marriage. That's what I'm saying. And there's nothing that you can prove to me that will be different because it will, yeah. always, it will always be about what do my friends think? What yeah. do my friends say? Because when I ask you to marry me, whether, our, whether both our families is there, whether all our friends is there, whether it's me and you alone in our fucking house, 
if you want to marry me, the answer will and always should be yes. I'll be honest, dog. Um, when it's time for me to get married, I want to be married a year before I even tell anybody. Mm. Like, mm. I want to be able to enjoy my wife in private, in silence. Not yeah. like private as in like I'm trying to hide it. Yeah. But there's so many expectations and thoughts and everything. Like, no. Yeah. Like, let's get married. We can do the ceremony, the the, the every, everything that, that you need and want. Yep. Cool. But I want to be with you without nobody and nobody interfering for like a year, six months. Give me that. Can we get that together? And then you can get whatever the your, fuck you want. Your one that. year anniversary will be the ceremony yeah. or the reception. Like I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll bust down and, you know, do the whole yeah. little ring. Like if it's about you just impressing your friends and all that and your family ain't and everything with that. like that. But like, I've never been with that. I want you to myself. Yeah. So, and I want you to myself and I don't want you to think that me wanting you to myself is wrong. Cause I'm not wrong for not wanting to fucking share these mo. So here's the thing. You tell me no based off of principle. I can't deal with you no more. There are certain things like fam. Yes, I get it. Valentine's Day, Christmas, birthday, cliche days to ask someone to marry you. So you mean to tell me the day designated for love is, is not the day that you're supposed to Man. <laughs> it's a day that's supposed to be designated, but you want me to you want me to break off yeah. you want me to, to spin a rack and yeah. break off some checks and do you all You want the- me to go buy you a useless ass bag and not a fucking ring you gonna wear forever. Yeah, a bag you gonna sell on the real uh, a year from now, nigga. Fuck, fuck out of here. All right, now I got this other one. Jesus' I birthday bad. not good enough for you, motherfucker. Oh, she thinks she got. She thinks she got. <laughs> oh, you wow, wow. Okay, Mary, relax, Mary. Huh? Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> what a what a wedding reside. What a wedding reside. What a wedding. Uh, I think that on Mary had a little lamb, nigga. That might be naming this episode too, niggas. We putting all this shit. What on a Mary wedding reside. Nigga, and not at her never, house. Never land, motherfucker. Nigga. All right, now I've seen this. The audacity. You swear the fuck you got a bunch of marriage offers. Speaking of marriage, this was cool. Fuck it. It's a lot of misconceptions about marriage, but I'll keep it light. Love is not the most important thing in a marriage. It's a subsidiary of trust, which is the most important. Liking someone is actually more vital to having a successful marriage than love is. The fact that you are signing a contract, which I think should come with an option to renew, that will entitle someone to everything you own, it's most important to trust them. When I say trust, I don't mean trusting that they will do everything you think a husband or wife should do. I mean trusting them to be exactly who they are. The downfall with that is we often don't get to fully know the person we plan to be with. We see if this person's check we see if this person checks all the boxes that we believe a mate should be, which honestly is doing an injustice to a natural connection. It wasn't no question there, but it was just something I seen on the line and uh it extended kind of the marriage conversation, right? Because again, to her point of saying no, when I asked you because it went against the principle that you told me you had, you like, I honestly don't know if he's going to ask me again. Well, nigga, no, he won't because he don't trust you. I, I, he don't I, trust you. I do you. not trust you. He don't, he still loves you. I don't he trust, don't trust you, you with my heart. Like, how could I? Facts. Facts. Because you a bum. That pissed me off. That really made me mad. Because you told that man no. He went and bought a ring and did all this cold ass shit. And you just like, no, because it was Christmas. Who the fuck is you? She thinks she a damn uh, three wise men. Nigga, you not a wise man. Fucking dumb man. All right. Um, I think that's literally everything I got. Yeah, I think like is more important though. 
Um, I I agree. Uh, you definitely have to like the person that you with, and I think that well before you in a marriage, even when you just go with somebody, like you could love them, but if you don't like them, um, and it's a difference in that, right? Like one hundred percent, fam. I, I mean, a a likeless marriage is horrible, fam. And it takes nothing away from how much I love you. Not a single thing. But if I literally cannot stand you, I don't. I can't stand being around you. Can't stand looking at you. Can't stand talking to when you. I go to. I don't want to be in this marriage. When I go to a restaurant that I don't like going to, but I go to for you. Yeah, it's because I like you, fam. I love chicken wings. Ask my girl. I can eat wings three times a day, every day of the week. But it's some wing spots I don't like. I love wings. I hate Wingstop. So if you go get me wings from Wingstop, I'm not going to like them. I might eat them, but I'm not going to enjoy it. And if you're in a marriage you don't enjoy, it makes it hard to remain in that marriage. The like portion is so important because, like, if I don't like being around groups of people. Facts. But you ask me to go and I like you, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Now, just because I love you, love is what's going to make me give you my kidney. Yeah. When you need one. That's not gonna make me go to the to the yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love the fucking Lakers. And if you ask me to go around them people I don't like, I'ma tell you, hey babe, you're not a Lakers on, man. I don't even know why you asked me that shit. I can't stand Bobby and them. I hate Bobby and them. And fucking I, hey, nigga, guess what? Here's another example. I love the Lakers. I don't like LeBron. <laughs> but guess what? Greater good. I'm going to ride for my team. Yo, that Mary shit got me pissed the fuck off. Yeah, dog. What'd he do with the ring? Here's the thing. You got to get it. Yo, let me so ask now, you. So, let me ask you. So I know. I hope you're not expecting a different ring. Oh, hell no. Nah. She sound like somebody who would. You Matter of fact, nigga, the ring is in the dresser. Whenever you fuck, you feel like you want to marry, you go put that bitch on your finger because I'm not asking you again. Nah, don't even do that. And your daddy paying for the fucking wedding. Because guess what? She don't even know her dad. Um... If you ask a girl to marry you, she say no. You keeping the ring, you taking it back. Taking it back. All right. Yeah, I'm taking it back too. Legally, it's mine. We can go to court for it. It's mine because I gave it. No, 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 no. Only if you don't give it to her on that. No, no, no. I mean taking it back to the store, literally. Like returning it. Fuck am I do? But listen. See, I'm keeping that for the next chick I ask. But he fucked up though. What do you do? If you give her that ring on Christmas. She can keep it. Mm, it's a gift. Yeah. Or, or Valentine's it's, it's Day. Laws, it's laws around yeah. that. Yeah. So, low-key, she probably looked out Gifts. for <laughs> Donations. <laughs> but, like, yeah. so if you if you do propose on one of those holidays, yeah. legally, they don't have to yeah. give it back. So, he probably, I hope he physically got it. I hope it. he got it back. But if I ask a girl to marry me and she say, no, nah, I'm just keeping for the next chick I ask to marry me. But Shorty ain't saying no, nah, because she know I'll beat her ass. I'm just saying. Hey, babe. Depending on how. <laughs> happy how, life. Happy good, life. What's a, what's a good amount to spend on the ring? I honestly don't know. Fam, I'm going to tell you where I'm at with regard to ring shopping. <laughs> and this is where I stopped and got off the internet. <laughs> how you know your girl ring size, her finger size? Like, how do that work? <laughs> off top, I literally thought about that for like six hours. It was like, no, because then you, you ruin it. But you asked her early on, not like three years in. <laughs> no, <laughs> nigga, early on, I ain't All know. girl ring size is seven. Fam, so it's look, that's the average. So when I looked around, it was like, yo, most women start at a seven. So you get a seven and then you resize as you, a, you can bring it as down. you need to. It's hard. Can, but nigga, I literally sat there with like the exploding mind emoji, like, 
yo, what if I get this ring and it's the wrong size and then that bitch don't fit and then she can't even wear it in her pictures because that bitch loose and it's falling off her shit. No, the loose make the ring look the, the ring look dope. Oh, like shit. The, the, the diamond's so heavy yeah. that it, 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 it swung <laughs> over and shit. <laughs> I really was thinking about that and was like, I ain't ready to get married yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, no, nah, I'm definitely, uh, if I'm him, though, I'm keeping a ring and I'm reusing it on my next chick. That's what I'm doing, or I'm returning that bitch and getting a rollie. But like, either way, me and her are done. So like, like, all right, bet. Like, I don't, I don't know the price that the ring should cost. Yeah, like, I, is it all right? More than this, no more than that. So like, look, if you drop, so like, say, let's just say, yeah. all right, I spent three thousand dollars on a ring. Is that like yeah. ew, or should it be seven thousand? See, here's the thing. For men, because the the rule is three months pay. That's the rule. I don't know where the rule yeah, came yeah, from. Yeah. Probably from the beers when they said go buy diamonds. Yeah, we, um, want, we want a quarter of your check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the rule is three months pay. I don't know what. Th- obviously, that's relative, right? We aren't all paid the same. I'm not. Thing. I'm not giving you. <laughs> but if you getting three months pay, that's cool. If you paying less than three months, that's cool. But all I know is, and what I'm gonna just say to the fellas is, know your girl. Know your girl. Because <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait what's a minute. that? <laughs> <laughs> what you did calculate three months <laughs> hold on hold on <laughs> hey, no nah, nigga uh, hold on divided by 12 <laughs> times three the fuck out of here fam get the fuck out of here yeah that's the thing though so you mean to tell me so for that year cause the government already take a, l- a little bit over 30% of my check facts you want another Another third, yeah. So I'm gonna take I'm, this year. I'm so that year gonna be rough. This year I'm only making thirty three percent. That year gonna be rough, dog. Um, you know how much money that is. It's a lot of fucking bread. But again, I also say know your girl because a lot of like I literally know women who you know they a little more earthy type chicks. Uh, got stones and incense and all of that. They don't want no diamond. They literally like yo. I just want a real like whatever my birthstone is. I want a real like amethyst. And I'm like, how much them cost? Like a stack? I'm like, we can go get that right now. <laughs> like, I know, like, I got homegirls who really be like, nah, I don't want a nigga to bring me a dime. But then I know other women who are like, so yo, me- I live in Atlanta. I dated mad rich niggas down here. These niggas then gave me $15,000 jewelry for nothing, nigga. So my husband better go crazy on that ring. And it's like, whoa, nigga, your husband make 42000 like he probably ain't got the fifteen on the ring. So let's just say I make eighty thousand dollars a year. Facts. I gotta buy you a twenty thousand dollar ring. Man, that don't even makes fucking sense. Fuck that house. Like, like it, it literally does not make sense. See how hard it is to be a man out here, dog. Look at shit we gotta do. Twenty thousand dollars. They want that, and then they also want Why us the fuck to like buy a ring for twenty thousand dollars. Pay all the rent, or they gonna call us their roommate, and then we gotta pay everything while they stack up. Matter of fact, you know what, Shorty, this falls on you. You stacked the twenty k now, nigga. I don't understand. You stacked the twenty k for your ring. Give it to me. You feel comfortable walking around, the, walking around the streets with twenty thousand on your finger? I can't even but, get you to carry a gun. You gonna carry twenty thousand dollars? I mean, to my man flipping his his uh chick ring into a rolly, about twenty k. So, hey, that's. That's what niggas is doing, dog. Um, when you when when should you start? Should you start purchasing a ring before you even find a woman? Probably. 
if you do that, you probably gonna buy a ring that's good enough for any woman you date. Like if you're going about it that way. Or putting the money to the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think honestly, dog, a ring, a crib, and a savings account should you should start all of that in like elementary school. Literally, if you have a son, parents, if you have sons, start, start him this, a wife account. Start him a wife and life account. Cause he gonna need a ring and a house. At some point, and if you don't start putting that money to to the side for him, especially the way the economy is going, it's gonna be a long life for dog if he don't become a doctor or an engineer. <laughs> like it's gonna be rough for him, man. But guess what? The median income. Um, well, well, check this out. You know how much the average man in America makes? How much? Not a black man. It's men. Men. Forty-seven thousand. Wow. Wow. Black men. 42000 on average. Wow. You know what women make? Mm. Less than that. Jesus Christ. It's like 44 or some shit like that. That's just... Uh. So the, the, the idea that your average ass, most people are average, deserves a $20,000 ring when the average man, mm-hmm. I'm above average, uh, makes $47,000 a year. That's, that's fucking crazy. Like the ideas that we have from television and internet this shit is seeping into our minds. It bro. doesn't match up with real life because those num- those are numbers from 2019. Yeah, and then and then you'll go by age range. And they were like, okay, by twenty from like thirty five to forty four. It's like 57,000 or some shit like that. You know what they're trying to do now? Let me tell you how they're trying to make it cute now. So you know how my, I always come on here, median Detroit household income between 31 and 35K. It it fluctuates. So now in what I just pulled up for 2019, it's the median household income for Metro Detroit, which includes Livonia and Warren. Of course. So they throw in Livonia, one of the wealthier areas in Michigan, and they throw in Warren as well. Um, and now it takes that number from 34, 35K to 63. Well, let's do 63. So $63,000 a year Yep. divided by 12 months is $5,250 a month times three. Your ring should be fifteen thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. It's a lot of fucking money. It's a lot of bread, man. Off of sixty three thousand. It's a lot of bread. Um, and it's a lot of bread for people who may not have any real like financial assets. literacy. You don't have any assets yeah. because once I buy that fifteen thousand dollar ring, that shit worth about six grand. Facts. It's rough. That's really rough. But hey, man. So what's going on on these streets, dog? Well, one in four of y'all will get it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and you better not say no. <laughs> I mean, it's just the stats. Hey, man. Statistics rule, dog. Um, what we got coming up before we get out of here? Uh, just for my Euphoria watchers, um, we got what's what's Shorty name? Rue, little girlfriend that she love. Um, the dude. Yeah, Jules. Jules. Uh, they got. The Euphoria special. Salute to Euphoria for doing this, though. These little specials they doing. The first one with Rue on there and her sponsor was phenomenal. That was some of the best acting I've seen this year. Real life. They got part two with Jules, which um somebody tagged us in, and they was like, yo, this is kind of dope because old girl who plays Jules was actually about to check herself into a mental hospital before she wrote this episode. 
Like she was having a breakdown And then she wrote this So I'm gonna check that out Strictly off the strength That I feel like she probably Acting her ass off in it Um, That's available now On HBO Max Dog, This tweet says What's up All the IG models And rapper girlfriends Are starting to look Exactly the same And it's weird as fuck Facts All y'all look the same Facts Also a thing Not IG Not just IG models Just normal Yeah Y'all all look the same Everybody doing the same shit um, but y'all not followers so. though. Uh, what else we got coming out? Denzel movie releases this Friday on HBO Max. Salute to HBO Max. They killing everybody right now. They are smoking. Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah coming February twelfth. We got a few weeks for that. Um, on HBO Max. HBO Max. Now, granted, they only gonna be on there for 30 for thirty days. days. Yeah, because for y'all, those of y'all who missed Wonder Woman like myself, you gotta pay for it now. And unfortunately, I won't be doing that. And I'm gonna oh, go illegally stream it um, on my website. If you want access to Wonder Woman and you don't want to pay for it, pay me five dollars. It's over now. You. Yeah, it ended yesterday or today, the twenty fourth. Yeah, today, the last day. Drop Christmas. Today, though. the last day, the twenty fourth. And then at midnight, it will not be on HBO Max. So. If you haven't seen Wonder Woman and go see it, by the time you hear this, it's gone. You better go see it in the next two hours and three minutes. Get busy. Um, what else we got coming? Uh, something returns this week. We talked. This is us came back a couple weeks ago. I know you got into that. It didn't come. Oh, on. All American is back. That's um, what I, I mentioned that. But this and us didn't come on this week. It, 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 yeah. it irritated me. I don't know why. The, yeah, the that's just like um. Oh, and y'all will notice your honor is not coming on tonight. And that no. irritated My mom just texted me and said it don't come on until next week. And I'm pissed off. Why? I don't know. I don't need y'all to take a break at episode eight. Like, I just really don't need that. And this was like episode. This is so, going to be eight. I'm t- well. Uh, oh, for this, this is us. This, this is us came back two episodes. Then it took a break. Then yeah. it came back for one episode. So, look, Law & Order did that too. SVU. Fam, they came back uh, in like December, two weeks, took a break. Or it came back in November, two weeks, took a break, came back a couple weeks ago, three straight weeks of great episodes. Now they're going to break again until like February 17th. Like what's going on? I get that production is tight, but here's the thing. Y'all don't need to bring the shows back till they done. Because we're already like, everybody's like, yo, I'm going to just watch what I can when I can. But when you tell me my show coming back and then two episodes in, you tell me, all right, we got to take a break, keep filming. Bitch, why you ain't just do the whole season before you came back? That's stupid. Like, I'm I'm not with it. Because that's what uh Power did with Power Book. And it was just like, y'all could have brought that whole, all 10 of them back at one time. We could have waited. We didn't need Power Book five episodes and then the other five two months later. But, um yeah, man. Check out One Night in Miami. Check out American Skin. Check out Outside the Wire this Friday. Check out Denzel's movie. What's the name of Denzel movie? Uh, the Little Things. The Little Things. Check that out. Um, It looks great. Shout out to my white nigga, Jared Leto. Look like he acting his ass off. He's one of them like weird white people who I like because he can really act. Oh shit! Before we get out of here, man, I know we said rest in peace to the legend Hank Aaron. Rest in peace to Larry King, man. Man, rest in peace to Larry King, man. It's it's hard to sit behind these microphones and not think of iconic figures like Larry King. I know we get up here and we talk a lot about a, the culture. I got a project inspired ninety nine percent by Larry King. Yeah, um, that I shot a uh, little. Mini documentary, mm. uh, docu series in 2017. Mm. Um, I'm gonna drop it tomorrow morning. I'm gonna drop some of it tomorrow morning. Bet that up, man. Um, salute to Tessa Thompson. She launched her first production company, and she got a deal with HBO Max. 
So she has two shows coming to HBO Max, one called The Secret Lives of Church Ladies and one called Who Fears Death. Both will be on HBO and HBO Max. Salute Sign to her. Sign me up for the second. I don't care about the first one. Who Fears Death. No. Um, yeah, I, I Sign you up for that. You don't care about who, who uh, The Secret, Secret Life of Church Ladies. Nah, I'm, I'm with that. That might be freaky. Uh, might they, be fr- get a new title. I'm, I'm uninterested. Um, what else we got going on? Oh, there's a channel that I want everybody to check out you get it either a seven day trial or a 30 day trial if you got a code um but there's a channel to stream and download if you like me and you kind of like the black movies that may not go to theaters we'll call them b movies even though i hate that because i don't want to diminish the the quality of them but if you like them type movies all black a l l b l k it's an app it is available to stream on your tv and phone it's 4.99 a month but they got some really entertaining movies and shows on there. I'll give them the five bucks. I got the five bucks, dog. I'm on the 30 day trial right now. Uh, me and Shorty are. Um, but when that ends, I I'm I don't think I'm gonna end that because it's five dollars and I spend five dollars on way worse. I'm gonna reach out to them. Maybe I can get this one culture on there. All black is it's literally nothing but black movies and shit on there. Like in oh, TV. But we should get a show on there. We might as well get a show on there. A An original. Because I bet you, I, I mean, I haven't looked all the way through there, but I know they don't have like all black original programming. Here we go. I'm going to reach out. Boom. Let's get it. All black. A-L-L-B-O-K. Get into that. Um, And that's we, it, man. We'll, we'll blow y'all niggas up in the streets. Y'all will literally have more subscribers from all black fucking with the culture than y'all ever would on your own. So let's work together. Let's partner up, man. Till then, yo. We just gave y'all literally five hours. Five hours of content. Um, go listen to episode one forty two, and we're gonna call this episode one forty three because we will not be here next time. Y'all hear from us? <laughs> It'll be a while. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a minute, man. But till the next episode, yo. Y'all getting two this week and not one next week, technically. Yeah, let's give them. Yeah, maybe we release this next week. Yeah, I feel like we can release this at the end of the week. Yeah. I'm just tired of y'all, man. I'm I'm tired of talking. Five hours, nigga. I'm tired of talking, man. But uh, yo, we appreciate everybody who rock with us for all five hours of this content. We love y'all. We appreciate all the listeners, all the supporters. Till y'all hear from us again, we'll decide when. Because maybe we pop in here and talk about Denzel's movie for ten minutes. Um, but until we decide that, this episode one forty three. Far as I'm concerned, I'm your host Ann Wood. That's your host Jake Johnson. This week in culture, episode one forty three. We out.